7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome, Rain. Hi. It's been a really slow week. Jesus, God. Um, yeah, it's insane. And, <laughs> of course, uh, I meant to have this last Friday for him, but Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. Scranton. What? The Electric City. Lazy Scranton, the Electric City. They call it that because of the electricity. The city's laid out from east to west, and our public parks and libraries are truly the best. Call poison control if you're bit by a spider. But check that it's covered by your health care provider. Plenty of space in the parking lot. But the little cars go in the compact spot. Spot, 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 spot. Snack attack time. Don't lose your head. We like Cuginos for the tasty bread. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. 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 Scranton. What? What? <laughs> I, what? Joe, you were the lead singer there, aren't you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Unfortunately well, not. No. 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 Also, also known as Steamtown, by the way. Steamtown. Okay, Correct. come on, man. Steam- yes, that's uh, yeah, Steamtown Mall. Uh, you, there you go. See, you know your shit. I'm no. waiting for the Steamtown you know Town Yeah. Well, there, there's actually a a, a national park right behind the Steamtown Mall. It's called Steamtown National Park, and it's got one of the oldest roundhouses in America. Oh, I remember you telling me about that. That's where they actually the the the, 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 the train engines go into that, and it's like a big turntable, and it points the trains in the direction they need to go. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's barreling off a cliff into this like it's like a cul-de-sac, like Mm -hmm. a big turntable, and then the engine stays there, and it just spins around, and then it sends it in the other direction. How the hell do you think they turn those things around at Steamtown? Very carefully. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like it's like a DJ rap with the record player. Yeah, that would be Only that would be a feat. Steamtown, Steamtown, Steamtown. Yeah, going going Steamtown. back on that turntable would not be advisable. As no. a matter of fact, if you go on Earth Cams, mm-hmm. the Steamtown turntable is one of the featured uh, cameras. Oh, oh, well, there you go. Yes, you could actually so. watch it work when it works well so i have some news about tennessee everybody Uh-oh. tennessee is our new cat meow oh. 
And if you might not have guessed, he's a tuxedo. Tennessee tuxedo. I figured. So, I was going to uh, say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, kind of came up with the name the other night. Uh, as many of you may know, Billy has not returned home. Um, we're still holding out hope that maybe he'll show up one day. But uh, another cat kind of came in and filled the void, and he's this little dude. He's about a year old. Um, and he, he looked, he had fleas. He doesn't have fleas anymore. He went to the vet and he got checked out for feline leukemia and AIDS and he got a clean bill of health. Uh, he is not fixed. Um, and we're working on, we're, we're in like hour 22 of getting him socialized in the house. Um, so he's in the house. He's in here. He's in here. Uh, he was just in here with me. Is very interested in my bowl of food I was working on at my desk before we uh, started the show. So I got him some kibble to, uh, uh, you know, try and trick him. Yeah, that's that's what I'm eating, buddy. (laughs) Um, And uh, but yeah, he's he's adorable. We'll get some pictures of him. Uh, It looks like he'd been stress cleaning himself because the hair on his tail is really thin. It's not like bare patches or anything. It's just he, he just doesn't have. A, a, a dispar- he has a disproportionate amount of fur on his tail. You know, it, it, it's it's like and um and he had some scabs around his neck, but that was from the fleas and everything. So, uh, but he has an the a, stuff a point, on his tail yeah. could be fleas too. It was, yeah. I mean, they you know yeah. they were on they were on his tail, so he was in you know incessantly cleaning. Um, oh. And uh, looks like he might have a broken toenail on one of his back feet too so ouch um but it it's healed whatever happened to it so i don't know but uh but yeah so we'll, we'll look at that you know it's it, i can pick him up he's pretty he's not hiding too much we know his hiding spots already you know he just goes under the bed or in uh um uh the, i actually we have this cat tree that in my studio here that the cats don't use that much and it has like a little cylinder in it so that you know it's just like one way in and it has a little cushy bed and i've been putting him in there when he gets nervous and he really likes that because you know he can see the other cats coming and they've all hissed at him and they've all growled and doctor was the worst oh my god he was a crazy cat um he didn't hurt anybody but he saw him and he started growling and hissing and everything. And then he saw Jeliza Rose and was like growling and hissing at her. And then saw Timby and was growling and hissing at him. And it's like, dude, <laughs> did, did this kitten cause you to have amnesia? You crazy man. Um, so, so yeah, so ten- Tennessee, it, he, he wouldn't have made it. He's seriously, when, when he started coming around, he got socialized super quick. I got him socialized within a week. Um, oh. And, um, he was, I put a heating pad outside on our outdoor couch for him. And basically when he wasn't eating or I wasn't playing with him, he, he was sleeping on that couch. You know, he, he didn't, he was like, okay, I got it good here. So I think unlike Billy, Billy was kind of a a tough guy and he would go, you know, stalk and hunt, kill mice, kill squirrels, kill birds. But this little guy is just like, I don't think I got it in me to, you know, to fight so um so yeah so we he's he's in the house um we shall see how thing we'll give you the updates every every show and it'll it'll be like nothing to you guys and for us it'll be like oh please kitties just get along um you know (laughs) so uh, aside from doctor how are the other cats doing 
Oh, uh, July the Rose is hissing at him. Timby's hissing at him. Uh, Timby's probably the most receptive because he's probably the nicest cat to ever exist. Um, no. But Tennessee's pretty damn nice too. He, he he calls for me when I walk out of the room and stuff. And um, yeah, he's a sweet little guy. Basically, he's he's uh, <clears throat> he's mostly black with white whiskers. And I don't have any really good pictures of him yet. But I'll try. I'll share one of the pictures I have later that I sent to Miles and Michelle and Adam. Um, but, uh, he's got like the kind of a, a symmetrical patch on his chest and his belly. Um, well neck, neck and chest and, and then a different spot on his belly. And then he has little white tippy toes in the front and then he has full white boots in the back. Um, you know, just on like from his cat ankle down, you know, whatever, oh, yeah. or, or from his cat knee down. Uh, yeah. I guess it'd be his knee. But yeah, just the so whole. So you said he's he's about a year old, so he's still a little. He's <clears throat> kind of a tiny guy, right? Yeah, he's he, he's. Um, <clears throat> I can tell he's going to get a lot bigger because his head's kind of big, but his body's like you know, he's he's well, he's muscular. <clears throat> Obviously, outdoor cats have to be. But um, and he's a tom. Yeah, and uh, and you know he's pretty taut as well. Uh, you know, it, it's like you know you can bounce a quarter off his side. Um, I wouldn't do that though, because that's kind of mean. Mean. He wouldn't care. He'd probably play with a quarter. Um, no. But uh, but yeah, he's uh, you know, he, he's he's pretty small. I mean, he's uh, you know, much smaller than Tim B and much smaller than Doctor. But Doctor's big as a fucking house. So uh, <laughs> uh, no weight shaming. Sorry, Doc. Sorry, buddy. Don't take it personal. He knows he's big. That boy, yeah. man, I'll tell you what, doctor on the bed, you might as well have like a, a Dalmatian on the bed or, or, or not Dalmatian, but like a, um, I don't know, one of your dogs might as well be on the bed Duke. and the doctor's on the bed. Duke. Yeah. God damn it, dude. Just like, you know, doctor just spreads. He's like a liquid. Yeah, oh, hi, Tim. Like Tim came to see me. Uh, I'm assuming. Hello, uh, Timby. Tennessee's probably in the other room with Susan. And we've been taking him down to the litter box and he's using the litter box okay. Where, oh, that's really good. Yeah, I think he might have had an accident under the bed, which I'm gonna have to take care of later. So, <clears throat> well, we could bring we can bring Duke or Earl over. They'll be like Tootsie Rolls. No, I think he might have had a leak. Um, I oh. think he got nervous about using the uh, the oh, going down the stairs by himself. But Susan took him downstairs, and he and he uh, I put him in the litter box last night for the first time, and he just like. Boy, did he take a dump. <laughs> That's it was great. A, it was like a man-sized dump. I was like, wow, you you had... Because uh, I felt his belly, and I was like, I bet he has to take a shit. Um, and Because uh, he'd been in the garage uh, most of the day yesterday. Um, and um, in a cage, because we didn't want him tracking fleas all over while the flea medicine worked. Uh, but man, it couldn't have been better timing to get him inside because the weather just turned to absolute shit here. Uh, <laughs> it's in the twenties right now. Um, we got a fair amount of snow and yeah, it, he wouldn't have survived. Um, you know, uh, not with his hair being thin like that. So we just, Susan said, catch him. I'll take him to the vet while you're at work, put him in the garage, put the space heater on and, um, and congratulations. So yes. Yes, yeah. Yes. Congratulations. A new family a, member. A yes. new family member. Tennessee. Tennessee Tuxedo. So, a J Tennessee. Uh, so, I'm <laughs> sure I'll probably say that about a million times. Um, but, uh, 
But anyway, uh, yeah, not like I don't say what's up, Doc, all the time to Doctor. Um, so, uh, but anyway, all right. Um, well, okay, uh, 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 some updates on Skype. Skype is still broken. The phone number is not working. If somebody wants to do a reverse call in and I have you here, I will, you know, let me know. I'll call you. Um, I can still do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I... We might be changing over. We might try and use Discord down the road. Michelle turned me on to Discord a while ago, and it is. Uh, um, I, I think it might use up less resources than Skype, honestly. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We might experiment with it uh, soon. We'll, uh, we'll we'll talk. But uh, but yeah, and also my apologies once again for being so stressed out last Friday. I, I you know I I was not. Um, I was not happy with myself after that. You guys deserve better, but, uh, you know, it was just a culmination of things that really got me bent out of shape and, uh, losing my audio, which I now have from last week. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll play catch up on, on the audio. Oh God. Yeah. Let's, let's do that right now. We have, um, uh, well, oh, let's see, but you know, well, uh, you know, uh, I guess this technically would be traveling back in time. So, you know. There we go. So yes, audio from last week. You don't need a time machine for that. Uh, but uh, we, somebody announced the, their presidential bid in twenty twenty four. Everybody. Huh. One. Uh, somebody. Somebody crashed and burned their presidential uh, bid. <laughs> oh yeah, we've got a few of those too. But uh, but twenty twenty four. Very exciting announcement from. Uh, maggot and um uh in general crazy person conway west everyone here's his announcement when i run for president 2024 we want to definitely know what y'all laughing at when i run for president 2024 we would have created so many jobs that i'm back on the run i'm gonna walk okay okay uh, wow when I run for president in 2024, we'll have created so many jobs, I'm not going to have to run. I'll walk. Do you create jobs? What? What? With your new gospel rap album? What? Oh, is this new album a gospel album? Oh, yeah, it's like a Christian rap I didn't album. Know that. It's called Oh, it's called Jesus is Lord. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I could be reading into the title a little too much. <laughs> But yeah, and uh, and he also stole visuals from Alejandro Jodorowsky, who he met with before and had a tarot card reading done by Alejandro Jodorowsky, one of my favorite film directors of all time, and you know of in in an occultist as well. So you know he's borrowing borrowing stuff uh, visuals from an occultist, had his tarot cards read by an occultist, and um, but he's you know Mister Super Christian and. If anybody didn't see, he's going to be uh, attending uh, what is it, Joel Osteen's mega church. Um, oh, pretty, really? is he the is he the oh. la the Lakewood church? Is that the the one? Is that Joel Osteen? I I don't know Joel's church. What I do know is that Joel's church is in the old Houston Astrodome. Uh, yeah. Or here we go. is it an old NBA? Yeah, it's. Oh, it's Olstein. Yeah, he's set to appear with uh, Joel Olstein's church. Um, oh. Yeah. 
So uh, that that broke today, and, and his choir will be there too. I wonder if he'll sing some uh, some rap, some hymnals about uh, how he thinks he could probably have sex with. Uh, um, oh, oh gosh, what's her name? Um, he said, uh, "I'm gonna let you finish to her." What's her name? Um, uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, he has a song about how he could probably still have sex with her. So. Oh. You know, maybe, oh, maybe that should go well. Maybe that'll be one of the you know. Oh my goodness, what a good Christian guy! He's a terrible person. Oh, he's awful. He's awful. I mean, he, he's he's stupid. He's crazy, and he's awful. Uh, I think but, he's ill. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, and not in you know, not just mildly. Anybody who saw him in the in the Oval Office. And didn't think so is just a full full throttled you know Kool Aid chugging Trump cultist, um, <laughs> and <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, speak, uh, but yeah. So that that actually brings me to something from today. Speaking of full throttled the uh, Kool Aid chugging Trump cultist, it's funny. I had a hard time finding somebody defending this statement from Donald Trump today. Um, this is nuts, Joe. He gave a okay. speech at the Economic Club of New York and made a claim about Ivanka Trump. Speaking, you know, and, and maybe maybe in 2024, she won't have to run, but she'll walk because um, Donald Trump has uh, some news for everybody. This is, uh, this is so interesting. I had no idea that uh, Ivanka had done uh, such a thing, but you'll find out. Here you go. We now know all of our obligations. Our moral obligation is to the American workers, and we're committed to helping them climb that great ladder of success, to equip them with the skills they Bullshit. need. We launched the Pledge to America's Workers. 367 Bullshit. private Bullshit. sector partners are providing more than 14 million skills and career training opportunities for U.S. workers. And I have to say, I'm very proud of her. My daughter, Ivanka, that's all she wants to talk about. I say, Ivanka, can we please talk about something else? No, Dad. I met today with Walmart. They're taking a million people. I met, she is, she wants to make these people have great lives. And when she started this two and a half years ago, her goal was 500,000 jobs. She's now created 14 million jobs, and they're being trained by these great companies, the greatest companies in the world. 14 million jobs. Ivanka Trump has created 14 million jobs. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what? Sorry. <laughs> Really? What on God's green flat earth is she talking about? What is Where? he talking about? She's not. He is. Or I know the earth really isn't flat, by the way. Um, no, so. the earth <laughs> is not flat. But she hasn't claimed. She hasn't. I, I'm not defending her. Because I'm seriously not defending her. She didn't come out and say, yeah, my dad misspoke. He's the one who's saying she yeah, did yeah. this. Yeah, I don't know why I referred to Trump as a she. I, I apologize well, to all women. Um, just so I know I'm not going crazy, is there like a furnace or some something that's going on in in the background of one of your guys' houses? Not my house. Furnace. Not my house. Nothing. 
It's quiet. It's quiet here, too. Maybe it's my ceiling fan. I don't know. I mean, I haven't had any helicopters go over. No, that's okay. I just want... I I just... uh, I think it might be... I'm going to turn my mic down a little bit. That's probably... I don't know. There might uh, Susan might have started a dryer or something. I might be hearing that. But um, anyway, but yeah, fourteen million jobs. Fourteen what? million. That is 14 utter million. shit. She hasn't created a single American job. Not one. Well, one. Well, yeah. Herself. Well, herself and her and her uh, and her cuckold husband. There you go. And and maybe her maybe her you know assistants. Sure. You know, uh, but I'm sure they're not getting that. Uh, the, the fourteen million. Think yeah, about that, guys. That's maybe, maybe in I don't know the, a purse manufacturing shop in China, or you know, whatever. Fourteen million. Fourteen million jobs. When is? Go ahead, Never. Joe. When? I mean, like, what was the time frame? There is no time frame. She didn't no, create know, fourteen what, million jobs. What, but she created he said two years. He said the last two years. Yeah, I think America it, didn't create fourteen million jobs. No, not one years. of our jobs reports said that we're four. Our jobs so, reports on a good, good job report. Thank you, Joe. Two hundred fifty thousand per month. Exactly. Okay, so that's every four months. That's a million jobs. Yes. Which would mean, which would, which would mean that four times three would be four million for the whole country. Two years would be eight million. How the hell did she do fourteen million in two years? Ivanka Trump is the deep state, and she's been running the deep state government for eight years. I I mean, on the face of it, just do the math. (laughs) The the jobs report comes out. The the Mm -hmm. real good ones. The the, the blockbuster job report for the month is 250, 250,000. Again, times four, that's a million. Times three, okay, that's three million. Okay? So, three million a year, four million a year, say, uh, for the entire U.S. economy. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, it's a lie. It I doesn't mean, I even mean, have to add up. You know what's really messed up about this, Joe and Ken, is that he got away with saying this. He just said it, and, you know, we're pushing back on it. And I'm sure that there have been a couple of other news outlets that have pushed back on it. But what's really messed up about this whole thing is that it is a total lie. It's a complete lie. Oh, and absolutely. And, so it, and, and, and because of all the other stuff going on, you know, here... here Here's the three of us in the chat room saying, "Yeah, this is this math doesn't add up." Wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait a minute! I just thought of something. Okay. Where? Where were the jobs created? All, yeah. all over he, America, or it could be China. Did, yeah. Did he did he specify what country she? No, created he didn't. And I I don't even think we I should. I get. I don't even believe it. Would uh, 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 she didn't create any jobs anywhere? It's just a fucking fact. You know, I mean, and you know, and, and whatever happened to the GOP motto that government doesn't create jobs? Well, there's that too. You know, there's well, the, sorry. The, you know, the, the whole thing that really irritates me is that, you know, there are so many of his lies that, unfortunately, a lot of people have come back and said, "Well, he could have meant this because of this 
sort of tiny thing that was legitimate and he amplified it and then manipulated it but this 14 million dollar jobs thing is is made out of whole cloth it's a complete lie and this is where we are right now trump isn't even bothering to try to come up with some semblance of truth like i could say hi guess what i was a personal friend of barack obama i could say that by saying you know i was invited to the white house and i knew a couple of other people sure and i was hanging out in a room and barack obama hung out with me and suddenly we were friends we were such such good friends and so we're really personal friends that's not true what is true is that i met president obama that is the truth I think somebody you had. You what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I know what, a, what that noise was. I think somebody had a, a car idling outside, and it was just going oh. wubba 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 wubba, and it was driving me insane. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, you you can just exaggerate about something, and at, when you're you know when you're a politician, you're going to do that. His exaggerations are are, are beyond the fucking pale. But then again. Oh. Every every GOP you know person is or you know Republicans are always greater liars than Democrats, but um, you know but Trump's 14 lies. Fourteen million jobs though. Yeah, fourteen million what? lies created by Trump. Now what's the number up to on on his his amount of lies? But yeah, this is I mean that that's that's just wickedly irresponsible. That that's an evil lie, you know because that's like you know I mean how can you how can you <laughs> you can't it's it's just untrue um maybe maybe she made 14 million votes for Sean Spicer on Dancing with the Stars yeah okay so it? what are we paying each one of those voters and therefore it's a job i it, it this is <laughs> this is such a fucking lie yeah it, it really is it is such a lie so funny that none of Trump's supporters. Uh, you know what Ivanka might have created that. is fourteen million sperms. When Jared had sex with her, and therefore oh. maybe Trump is considering every one of those sperms a job. Oh, I because damn I, it, I don't even want to think about Ooh, any of that. Yeah. Um, well, I like my I Sean Spicer just, idea better. Just, just stop. Discussing okay, this in this way. Stop it. Here's the God. thing. It's old Cam's razor all over again. The simplest explanation is the, probably the truest explanation. Agreed. You don't think those sperms felt like fucking, they had a job to do? He's just a fucking liar. Yeah. No, he is. He makes but, shit up. Speaking of Sean Spicer, everybody. But I have to say, Lauren, thank you. Happy Veterans Day. Ugh, I hate that. 
that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and and As you know, if- I guess America wasn't uh, wasn't completely ready for uh, you know the the Trump cultist alpha male who dances in a pink shiny suit. Then looks like he's wearing a, a, a you know a toddler with club feet and a full diaper. I guess America wasn't just completely ready for that. Um, is Sean Spicer trying to prove that he could humiliate himself worse than he did as press secretary, or as the Easter did Bunny? You, did you see no, that did. damn suit? Oh, the suit from last God. night, shiny pink. I have a feeling I know somebody from SNL was designing those. It wasn't. It was kind of like pink with a hush of. It wasn't pink. It was with like, a hush of. It was, it was rose. It was rose. It was dusty rose. Is that what Earl said? He said rose. That was actually. That was that. No, that was Earl. Yes. Oh. It was just a wild guess on my part. Um, rose. <laughs> Uh, oh man but seriously i i made a i went to the hive of scum and villainy last night uh, you'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and, and i said villainy. uh the ultimate maggot alpha male uh a a, a crying dancer in a pink suit <laughs> uh, uh no a, a a tubby tubby crying dancer in a pink suit uh, <laughs> and this guy, he said, projecting much. And I'm like, the video is there. He was on the verge <laughs> of tears. A cra- yeah. There's your alpha male Trump cult. There you go. A pudgy dancer. And I have no problem with dancing. Um, dancing is a fun, is a, is an art, but there are people who shouldn't dance. I am one of them. Sean Spicer is the even before I shouldn't be dancing. He shouldn't be dancing. <laughs> you know, I mean, my lord. Um, so anyway, uh, I just wanted to throw out there uh, inconsequential news. Sean Spicer's finally off. The maggots didn't uh, didn't get him through, but I think the judges yeah, actually be, got it the pick. Should be noted that. I think it was last night, and I don't have it in front of me, and I'm sure people in the chat room can back me up on this. He said, you know, basically Trump tweeted out, you know, vote for Sean Spicer, and then when he lost, he deleted the tweet. Oh, my God. He deleted the tweet. Jesus Christ. What's He's a loser. He didn't win the (laughs) Dancing Man contest. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he fired him. Because he couldn't dance. Jesus Christ! I'm anyway. He deleted the tweet. Jesus. Well, I... well, I'll tell you what. It, in in uh, it, you know, for everything related to reality television, whether it's Sean Spicer or the fat orange clown in the White House or the show that started it all, Real People. We have a song from Macaroni. Uh, <laughs> Susan, yeah. and Susan and I have been watching some Real People. Fred Willard was on it. If hey, you don't, Fred. Uh, Fred Willard, you know, from uh, hey, what happened? fame. Um, and uh, But, yeah, so, anyway, uh, yeah, the show that started it all, real people. Um, but, yeah, we got to go to the break. When we come back, uh, we'll have lots more. And, yay, tonight is the thousandth, thousandth uh, episode of the Green News Report. So oh, that's, wow. that's pretty exciting. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to the break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this lovely message from Macaroni. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, 
You will know how to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air you. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking uh. fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shoulder Or at the drive through when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull okay. you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you fuck for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Fuck you, I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too or some of you might say, suck my food. This is about being real with yourself. Sometimes you gotta say, fuck everybody else. Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do. Sometimes you gotta stop them and say, fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air.
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. <coughs> Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hello, listener. I have a very special offer for you today. Are you interested in listening to a group of middle-aged white people talk about geeky subjects once a week? Very refreshing and new, I know! Me and my friends at First Table Gaming enjoy having roundtable discussions on important and intelligent dumb shit. For example, why doesn't Magneto just use the Earth's molten core to put us all out of our collective misery? Can he even control lava? What is even in lava? How can anyone actually know what the core is made of? Does Wonder Woman have a favorite color? Find out more about this useless information by listening to the Lunatic Parade podcast. We stream every week. Catch us on Fridays at 10.15 or Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time here on Indie Media Weekly. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim Coromall from the Tim Coromall Show and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my god! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! I've worse. It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, I'm here Excellent. in uh, Steam, Steamtown. Steamtown, with the uh, biggest roundhouse, in the, is the biggest roundhouse in the Northeast. That's right. There we go. Maybe in the country, I don't know. Maybe in the country. Check that out. Check it out. Could be. Go get your tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go measure that right now. Yeah, all right, yeah. Well, you'll be back uh, in, what, 10 back. minutes, 15 minutes? Uh, and uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Bubble with the largest swamp in the continental United States. 
And also the largest mouth on Turn Up the Night. I, I am I, sorry for not micing. I, I heard something. <laughs> it must. It sounded fun. I you know. Um, I was feeding the dogs. Hello, dude. Oh, okay. So Hello, it's, I, I just happened to walk past. I was walking through the room and I heard. Uh, I was like, "That's not part of the song." And uh, no. I was like, <laughs> eh, so I'll, I was like, I'll tell her when I sit back down. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to really panic sorry. about it. I think it, I double-clicked my mute button. <laughs> Just, it's fine. It, it was fine. It was pretty much, oh, Earl. Oh, Roy. Hello, Duke. And there is, <laughs> there is, there there is, is. the evening food ritual. All right. So very good. Well, welcome back to the program. Uh, another ritual I enjoy is the ritualistic bursting uh, or soiling of the Fox News safe space by Judge Andrew Napolitano. Um, oh, this. Judge ah, Knapp. I love it. Judge Knapp. This is delicious. He of the advancing hairline. Boy, that hairline's getting awful close to the bridge of his nose. Wow. How does he do it? <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I shouldn't make fun of him. You know, he's a fine looking man. It's not like he looks like Lev or Igor or anything like that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Andrew Napolitano, um, uh, had this, like this big monologue about Trump basically giving the finger to the constitution, uh, and the emoluments clause and, and questioning his fitness. Uh, and in this, this is a lot, has, it has a lot of history in it. Which I, I, you know, it's like some of it I knew, some of it I didn't know, uh, but I think it's worth everybody hearing this. The first clip is like three minutes long, uh, but then the the last last three clips are only like a minute long. But I want I want to get through the whole thing. So here's part one. In nearly three years in office, President Donald Trump has spent federal dollars not authorized by Congress separated families and incarcerated children at the Texas-Mexico border in defiance of a federal court order, pulled 1,000 American troops out of Syria, ignoring a commitment to allies and facilitating war against civilians there, and sent 2,000 American troops to Saudi Arabia without a congressional authorization or declaration of war. He has also criminally obstructed a Department of Justice investigation of himself but escaped prosecution because of the intercession of an attorney general more loyal to him than to the Constitution. The Constitution. At the outset of his presidency, Trump took the presidential oath of office, promising that he would faithfully execute his obligation to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. James Madison, the scrivener of the Constitution, insisted that the word faithfully be in the presidential oath and that the oath itself be in the Constitution to remind presidents to enforce laws and comply with constitutional provisions, whether they agree with them or not, and to immunize the oath from congressional alteration. Recently, Trump referred to a clause in the Constitution as phony, and he thereby implied that he need not abide it nor enforce it, notwithstanding his oath. Here's the backstory. The Constitution was written in Philadelphia during the summer of 1787. The framers, those are the 55 state delegates to the Constitutional Convention who actually authored the document, had just completed fighting the Revolutionary War, which had just ended six years earlier. Now, while Americans universally revere the American Revolution today, that was not the case at the time it was fought. Professor Bernard mm -hmm. Balin of Harvard, 
whose 75 years of professional study of the colonial mindset is without peer, has argued that in the 1780s, about one-third of the colonists supported the revolution, while around the same number favored staying in the British Empire, and about the same number were indifferent. By 1787, according to Professor Balin, there were substantial groups of wealthy persons in America who retained their loyalty to the British king, and there were government officials here who had originally obtained their jobs by royal appointment. Professor Balin has documented fatal violence occurring on American soil between Americans still loyal to the king and Americans loyal to the principles of the Declaration of Independence. All of this after the British surrender in 1781 and even after the signing of the Treaty of Paris in 1783. And he might, if Trump ever listened to that, he might as well have just, you know, I, I don't know, uh, said it in Japanese, <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, I, I love Adam's comment. He says, Napolitano is an upper decker on the toilet of conservatism. I'll, I'll say this. I think he's the tidy bowl man on the toilet of conservatism <laughs> because, you know, he's he's cleaning, you know, at least verbally cleaning up the bullshit that they've they've left behind and in in calling them out i mean trump's the upper decker you know and you know and and his toadies are all drinking out of the bowl you know so uh yeah that's not disgusting at all i'm sorry <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah napolitano he's just trying to scrub it out a little bit um mm -hmm. But, you know, so this this is a good start. You know, so he has history in there. The next clip is a little more history on the Emoluments Clause, which I thought was fascinating as well. Uh, but, uh, Rain, go ahead. Give us your thoughts on the first uh, first part there. Did I hear that Napolitano, and he was, he was record, you know, he was reciting history, said mm -hmm. that um, 30% of people who were here in America wanted independence. Thirty uh, percent. Yeah, yeah. And another thirty percent uh, didn't want it, and the other thirty percent didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I find that really interesting and yeah. a little Hasn't disturbing. Hasn't changed in two hundred some years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look at where we are now. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, uh, a little I'm glad bit. Glad you heard that too, yeah. Joe. I I just yeah. found that astounding. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did absolutely. when I originally heard it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but th this this next bit, um, you know, uh, I did not know a lot of this about the emoluments clause. It, you know, for essentially the reasons for it uh, being drafted. All of this was known to the framers. They feared the resurgence of British influence in the American government. Their fears centered around the corruption induced by titles of nobility which in those days were often accompanied by lands and income and gifts of money or real estate. In order to allay those fears and assure Americans that officials in the new federal government here would be immune from foreign seduction, the framers included the emoluments clause in the Constitution. That clause prohibits all federal officials from receiving not only titles of nobility, but any gift or income or fee, quote, of any kind whatever from a foreign government. 
Now, the Constitution is known for phrases of generality and elasticity, the meanings of which are often capable of reinterpretation by modern standards. This is not so for the Emoluments Clause. It originally presented and continues to present an absolute prohibition of the receipt of anything of value by a federal government office holder from a foreign government. Mm. So, a little more history. Mm. And what, what was of value back then is not necessarily of what is of value now. So he was talking about money, real estate, things like that, property, whatever. Um, I, oh, can I just what, jump in here? Well, my my, we whole, my point my point is things of value back then weren't, uh, you know, like for example the the G seven, what he was going to do it, that was in direct violation of the emoluments clause, you know, and, and that that kind of promotion as a, you know the president to push his, you know, his brand out there and use it, mm -hmm. even if he's doing it at cost or whatever, um, or for free, which they lied about. They, they said about 15 different ways how it was going to be paid for. But, you know, you know, that name worldwide name recognition and, you know, the, what, what is seen on the internet and t television and stuff like that, that wasn't a commodity back then, but I'm sure the framers, and, you know, uh, the authors of the Emoluments Clause would say, hey, yeah, that's certainly of value. Man, we would have loved to have that, <laughs> you know. Go ahead, Rain. What were you going to say? Well, I, I, something that I think is, it might not be directly related to what we're talking about, but I do think it is. Um, back in the day, part of emoluments, when you go back over to Europe, would mm. be high I have a prince. He's a son who would like to marry your daughter. Yeah. And if your daughter marries my son, then our countries can come together and we can share emoluments. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the point that I'm trying to make is that I get, and I totally agree with what Napolitano is talking about, but when you hear about, um, I don't know, I don't know how to put this, I kind of lost my train of thought, but you know the emoluments. When it it goes way beyond just sharing money, it also goes to we're going to share our you know um, privilege, money, influence, privilege, money, and influence, all that stuff. And and I I sort of feel like we do talk about the emoluments clause with Trump. And mm -hmm. we should. And I think it's important that we talk about it. But if you if you take an overall look at what this this particular administration is trying to do, we're taking a really big step back to the yeah. things that our founding fathers were trying to talk about. So when they talked about emoluments, they weren't just talking about money. Sure. They were talking about let's trade power. And, let's, and power let's, could have included yeah. women, marriage you know all Let, this kind of stuff let's do let's use a conservative analogy here okay the and joe you'll you'll get this right off uh the second amendment uh our argument a lot of times is that well you know they were talking about muskets they were talking about you know muzzle loaders and stuff like that back in the day about you know uh, the well-armed militia or whatever uh regular well-regulated militia 
um, you know, where, you know, I think that's a, that's much easier to interpret. What they'll say is, well, how could the founders have possibly known that we were going to have, you know, um, you know, automatic and semi-automatic and, you know, high powered, you know, or in high capacity, this and that, um, you know, they couldn't have known that it's about all weapons. We should be able to have nukes. So they're saying that the second amendment is limitless, but the emoluments clause, well, no, they just kind of meant like you couldn't have, somebody couldn't give you a farm, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, of course, you know, the, the, with the 21st century technology and social media and everything, they never could have predicted that, but it is something of value that, that Trump is, is trading on. Well, they just say whatever. Yeah. In the Constitution, the word whatever, which means no matter what it is, whether it's Oppo research, whether it's frequencing his hotels he owns so he can make a profit to, because I'm a foreign government and I want to make an impression on him, all that is violation of emoluments. Yeah. Every bit of it. But. They want to argue. They want to argue. Like, oh, well, well, the, 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 go ahead. Let's face the facts here. There isn't a Republican alive who is going to admit that this man has done anything wrong ever, no matter what he does. Well, there's not okay, a Trump so, supporter so arguing, alive. There's not a Trump supporter alive. There are Republicans alive, you know. But. Um, not many. Not many yeah, in well, office. The ones anyway. who did have left office or. Yeah. Or leaving. independent. Well, yeah. Anna Navarro, I believe, is but still my, a Republican. But go ahead. I understand what you're saying. Oh, go ahead. Okay, fair enough. That's fair. So my my point is, is that yes, he's violated the Emoluments Clause hundreds of times already. Mm -hmm. You know, going going to all his golf courses on, on the weekends and th thinking he's going to have uh, the G7 at his resort at cost. Yeah, yeah. at cost what? Filling up empty rooms, that's not a cost. And, and he getting all the ads, like four days of advertisement. Yeah. And you know, uh, live from Doral, the G7, right? Yeah. Now with extra crispy bed bugs. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Napolitano spoke directly on that. And uh, I need to get to these next two clips so we can wrap it up in the segment. Here's, here's the next one. Two weeks ago, Mick Mulvaney, the... Believe it or not, only two weeks ago, Doral was happening. President's acting chief of staff oh, announced God. a novel interpretation of this clause, contending that it only prohibited, quote, profits to federal office holders from foreign governments. <laughs> By that interpretation, Mulvaney announced, President Trump was able to offer a resort in South Florida owned substantially by a family corporation that he controls as the host of his next meeting of G7, a group that includes heads of government from six foreign countries, so long as his resort did not earn a profit from the gathering. After a weekend of torrential criticism after Mulvaney's announcement, the president himself announced that he had changed his mind and said he would not host the G7 summit meeting at the Miami area resort. But in the process of making that announcement, he characterized the emoluments clause as, quote, phony. Well, who knows what he meant by phony? The clause is in the Constitution and it means what it says. Yet whatever mm -hmm. Trump meant by phony, 
it constituted at the least a disparagement of the Constitution he has sworn to uphold, and at the worst, a threat to ignore other clauses that he can disparage. Mm. Amen. Amen. Phony. He called it phony. I miss that. I miss that. Phony emoluments clause. My lord. Yeah, anything he doesn't agree with is phony. Well, yeah, it's just anything like the, he doesn't the fake agree news, with is fake. Fake news Tourette's. Right. You know? Oh my god, what a what a scumbag. Um You know, seriously, what Joe just said is really poignant because we are now literally at the point where everything like a year and a half ago, I don't know if we could have said this, but we are at the point here and now on this day where everything he disagree with disagrees with is either phony, fake, or if it's a person, fireable. And it's it's an alternate reality. He's created this this well this this you know complete alternate reality, a fact you know of he uh, uh, what is it? Uh, there's somebody um, uh, who said this. I'm gonna see. Oh. Let me see. Vacuum? No. Oh, God. What was it? Um, there was a guy who said something <laughs> about Trump. I'm, how he, 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 he floats. Uh, let me see. Nope. Oh, he's got things that float. But. Uh, no, I don't know where it is. But there, it was something like he, he floats effortlessly in a fact-free, uh, you know, uh, uh vacuum of space or something i don't know what it was he does he does and and what's interesting is that in the meantime he he puts out conspiracy theories and i actually saw i'm going to paraphrase it but i actually saw somebody respond to one of these conspiracy theories or, or conspiracy theories in general and i thought oh. it was very interesting the person said conspiracy people who push conspiracy conspiracy theories aren't trying to get you to look at another side of you know, another another way to look at what's happening. Yeah. What they're trying to do is get you to believe that everything you believe is not true. Yes, exactly. It, it was that's exactly what Trump is doing. Carl Bernstein, that's who said it. This is the clip. What we have seen consistently in the tweets, in the campaign, in the transition, is a fact-free universe in which Donald Trump floats with weightlessness. There it is. Yeah. Uh... But, uh, yeah, you know, and, and uh, it's, uh, it, he has created this alternate reality. Uh, he has people believing everything he says. They all have Fox or, you know, fake, fake news Tourette's. Um, you know, I saw a, a quote from a woman today on, uh, the, the hive of scum and villainy. You'll never find the more wretched hive. Of and she scum said and the only choice in this world is Trump. Or socialism. Oh, see? the only choice in this world is Trump or socialism, not capitalism or socialism. You know, and I just put LOL. Yeah, those are the only two options in this world: is Trump or socialism. Uh, you know, and 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 again, the socialism smears and again, almost like socialism Tourette's with these people. Democrats are socialists. Liberals are socialists. You know, progressives are socialists. You're all socialists. You're socialists. You're communists. I'll go a step further. You're Maoists. Oh, God. Okay. 
Your mouse? Saul Alinsky! Oh, mouse. Mouse oh. George Soros and all those other scary socialist Jews. You know? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, ultimately, it does come down to anti-Semitism, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does, and we'll, we'll probably have more to talk about that later. Um, well, maybe. But I, I need to play this last clip. We're going to go over a little bit. But Napolitano, uh, uh, God bless him, if there was a God. And I believe in that kind of thing. Um, uh, but yeah, this is, uh, this is his uh, wrap-up on this. This is most unusual and potentially dangerous in a president. And it raises the question... Can the President of the United States lawfully enforce only the clauses of the Constitution with which he agrees and ignores those with which he disagrees? In a no. word, no. The doctrine of the separation of powers, which is the backbone of the Constitution, states that Congress writes the laws, the President enforces them, and the courts interpret them. It also offers that the governmental roles of the three branches cannot be intermingled or traded without undermining the protections for personal liberty that the separation of powers was intended to secure. If the president could pick and choose which laws to enforce and which parts of the Constitution to ignore, he effectively would be deciding what the laws mean, that's a judicial function, and which laws have vitality and which do not. That's a congressional function. President Trump has become known for forceful and often tasteless banter. He publicly calls people crude names, uses foul language, and send, sends dog whistles of lawless behavior to many of his supporters. All of that is a question of free speech, personal taste, and political risk. But threats to ignore parts of the Constitution are not matters of speech, taste, or risk. They reveal character traits that question the president's fitness for office. Okay, now watch this. Thank I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. To be fair, Trump's tiny wrists are very easy to break. Um, and, well, oh, and Kat says... needs to break them. Yeah, Kat says Mao wasn't a socialist. He wasn't even close to a socialist. Doesn't matter to Trump cultists. We're all Marxist, Maoist. You know, I mean, vegan. We're vegans too. We're all vegans. We all yeah. eat soy. Um, you know, they 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 don't understand anything about anything, and they're gonna call us everything. They don't understand. You know, and we all um, drive Prius Priuses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Pre Maoists. And everybody has a windmill in their backyard. Mm -hmm. I got, I got, oh, yeah. I, and actually, I have, so, you wouldn't believe the headstone count I have for all the dead birds out there and the cancer shields that I set up. So, you know, for the wind cancer that I might get, and, you know, of course, the bird cemetery that you need. Lead. You need lead. Huh? I, th I think the biggest problem, though, is that I. I I want to say this. Show. I know we're late. I know oh, we're yeah. late, but yeah. I want to say this. It's really important to me. Um, what Napolitano said is important. And one of the biggest problems we have right now is that we do not have a Senate that is pushing back against the separation of you know, the executive branch and the judicial branch. True. And so while we have a big, big problem with the executive branch, Trump, we really have a problem with the Senate. And mm -hmm. the Republicans in the House. A All big, right. big problem. All right. We're going to leave it there. Uh, thank you for that, Rain. Uh, we need to go to the break. When we come back, uh, we'll see what other kind of trouble we can get, get into. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. 
The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. This is Indie Media Weekly Radio. This country, I believe, is going to be rocked um, in the next 24 hours. IndieMediaWeekly.com Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with uh, Kenny Pick, uh, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide from Cleveland, Ohio, where it is currently 23 degrees out. <sighs> yeah. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back. We are 10 degrees warmer, but that doesn't feel that good. Hey, if it's above freezing, I, my bones can feel it. Uh, and of course, Joe Santorsis, Cranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city, steam town. We are currently not steamy. We are at 18 degrees and dropping. Oof. Oh dear Lord. It feels cold. I think Siri's wrong. Cause I just asked her the temperature on the break and it feels colder than 23 out there. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. My beer has beers haven't frozen yet in the, in the <laughs> sun porch. Uh, they will the cold room the cold room uh my grandparents had a room they called the cold room that they shut off in the winter i don't think it had a i'm not sure if it had a a vent or register in it i think they just like this room was like you know it was like a spare room in their upstairs and they uh dad said uh they they put you know uh pop and stuff like that in it on the holidays and say go up to the cold room grab some coke so, um, but yeah, so, like uh, large beverage center. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Walk in cooler. I, I like it. So, yeah. um, so anyway, the, uh, or the beer cave, like they have at speedway <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> or whatever, or seven 11 or I don't know. I don't know who has the beer cave. Somebody has the beer caves. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, welcome back, uh, everybody. And once again, if you're just tuning in and didn't hear at the beginning of the show, the phone line is not working. I reinstalled Skype. It worked for a day. Then Skype made me reinstall it again, and it's not working again. We might be looking at uh, alternate solutions with Discord, possibly. So we'll figure that out. Discord is pretty easy to get set up on, I guess. Moving away from a phone line might not be the, the worst thing in the world. I, oops, sorry, Timby. You walked right in the way there, buddy, when I was moving my foot. So, it's okay. It's okay. Sorry. I startled Tim. Everybody's on edge. Everybody's on edge now that we have Tennessee in the house. And yes, we have a new cat, in case you're just tuning in. His name is Tennessee. 
He's a tuxedo. You know how I got the name now. Uh, so anyway, um, and we were calling because we were calling him. Susan was calling him James Bond because he was wearing a tux. So we started calling him Jimmy. And I'm like, if we take him inside, we can't call him Jimmy because we'll have Jimmy and Timmy. Um, it wouldn't, that would be adorable, but you know, you, you know, I'd like to have a little more difference in the names, you know? So Tennessee works and it's fun, you know, and now it's like, he's a, you know, he's like, just, you know, got, a, got a whimsical name anyway. Can you call him, can you give him a formal name? Tennessee Ernie Ford. I, I've actually called him Tennessee Ernie Ford already. <laughs> so, Yay. so yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, okay, let's go ahead and, and get back into it. Um, I got some uh, a story I want to read um, from uh, Charlie Nash over at Mediaite. Uh, this came out uh, yesterday. No, this came out today. Leaked internal memo reveals House GOP will argue Trump's state of mind to defend against impeachment. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh -oh. Um, this is... Just so you know, this is not the Onion. This is not the Borowitz report. <laughs> this is their fucking strategy. House Republicans will reportedly cite President, uh, I'm sorry, Fat Donnie's state of mind in a defense mm -hmm. in defense of his controversial call to Ukrainian President Volodymyr uh, Zelensky, according to a leaked congressional memo to Republicans obtained by Axios. To appropriately understand the events in question and, most importantly, assess the president's state of mind during his interaction with Zelensky, context is necessary, the memo declared. This context shows that Trump had a deep-seated, genuine, and reasonable skepticism of Ukraine and U.S. Um, uh, taxpayer-funded foreign aid, independent of and preceding any mention of potential investigations of Ukraine's interference in the 2016 election or Hunter Biden's involvement with Burisma, a notoriously corrupt company. The memo concluded that the evidence gathered to date does not support the Democratic allegation that the president uh, pressured Ukraine to investigate uh, his political rivals for his benefit in the 2020 presidential campaign. The evidence gathered does not establish an impeachable offense. As noted by Axios, Senator John Kennedy, ugh, Republican Louisiana, also questioned whether President Trump had a culpable state of mind. To me, it all turns on intent and motive. It, it, it all turns on intent, motive. Did Trump have a culpable state of mind, he asked several weeks ago? The Atlantic staff writer Adam Serwer uh, responded to the news by declaring the Republican state of mind defense is essentially an admission uh, that Trump is unfit for office and that Republicans are fine with that. Um, yeah, on a, in, in the, in, um, Adam Serwer, his tweets... Uh, 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 it's a, it says the Republican state of mind defense is essentially an admission that the uh, that Trump is unfit for office and the Republicans are fine with that. And then it says, uh, unable to defend the substance of Trump's extortion attempt, Republicans have turned to complaining about the process, but Thursday's performance on the White House lawn renders those baseless complaints moot. Trump just publicly did what Democrats have accused him of doing privately. The only argument against removing uh, Trump from office is that Trump's raving is just Trump being Trump and not is not to be taken serious 
Um, but the fact that the president's madness uh, must be ignored from time to time for America to continue to function as a democracy is an argument for, not against, his removal. Um, yeah. Um, Lots of other tweets here about it. Well, a couple other tweets. I'm not going to read them all. But um, I'll, I'll put the article in the chat. Uh, and look, look up the original on Axios if you... If you would like, folks. Um, eh, sorry, it's a long link because it came from Facebook chat, so it adds more shit onto it than is necessary. Um, but Heather, Heather, yeah, Adam Sirwer is right. He absolutely is. Um, but I want to play this quick clip, and then I'll let you guys chime in. Uh, this is... Um, uh, where is he? Uh, John Avalon on CNN. Uh, it, it, so, said it perfectly what this memo is uh here it is uh, these are zombie impeachment talking points this is slavish devotion to donald trump's bar which is i did nothing wrong and they're going in sort of in search of brains because the arguments they're making are really <laughs> easy to blow up they're focusing on the crowd strike conspiracy theory in places trying to distract from the biden inquiry I mean, there, there are, there are so many tells in this document. They're selectively cherry picking certain aspects of testimony, avoiding things in subsequent sentences. Also, interestingly, John Solomon, who's reporting in the Hill, had been the basis for a lot of the conspiracy theories that were being pushed by other, by folks in the Trump orbit is entirely absent from this document. And that would seem to be a concession that his reporting is fundamentally compromised. But these are, this is the best argument they got, and it's not a terribly good one. Zombie talking points searching for brains. More I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. I, I mean, uh, uh, Joe, go, go ahead. Wherever you want to start with that. <laughs> zombie, zombie talking points. That's a, that's perfect. That is a perfect uh, description of what we're going to have tomorrow. I can't wait to, to wait to see Jungle Jim Jordan. Oh, oh God! Yeah, he's going to be wonderful to watch. He's he, he's going to make a fool of himself because these witnesses are going to be airtight, and the Republicans, mm -hmm. like you said, like the guy said, it's just going to be a bunch of zombie talking points. And I want to, and I want to say something else. I really resent Senator John Kennedy having that name. Oh God! Oh God! He is yeah. such a slack-jawed yokel, man. I, I oh, mean, God. seriously, it's not his fault. It's the Senator John Kennedy I grew up with. It's not his fault, though. And yeah, it is his fault. He, he shouldn't accept well, that name. I knew John Kennedy. It. John Kennedy was a friend of mine. <laughs> And believe me, John John Neely Kennedy is not John Neely, not Ken John Kennedy. Christ. I was thinking of that the other day. I really resent him having that name. Who was that? Really who was that that I said that to Quayle? for naming him that. Yes. Who, who, said, who, who was that that said that to Quayle? Senator? Did her, his mother name him Senator, so he'd think he was a senator? <laughs> yeah, really. But who who was that that said that to uh, to Quail? Oh, oh um, that was um, uh, Lloyd Benson. Okay. Yes. 
Vice presidential candidate Lloyd All Benson. Right. Oh, I got it. I got it here. Uh, I, I just had to. Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy. Yeah. Brains. Yeah, he's no Jack yeah. Kennedy. So and I, I mean I'm gonna no ask disrespect, John, but I can ask it John must Neely. hurt to be that stupid. <laughs> you know, uh, I, can I agree. ask John Kennedy to stop using that, desecrating that name. Go by another name. Go by like like Senator. Yeah, we'll we'll chip in. We'll do a we'll go a crowd crowdfunding yeah. thing for him. And uh, I'm putting I'm um, I'm gonna say uh, uh, Gabby Johnson should be the name. Uh, we'll we'll give him. You know it must suck that for him that that they took Gomer Pyle off the air. <laughs> <laughs> go at least that Gomer really Pyle was kind hearted. Uh, but you know, I, I, I'm glad some children got to witness what uh, K- Kennedy said the other day. I'm particularly glad that these lovely children are here today to hear that speech. Not only was it authentic frontier gibberish, it expressed a courage little seen in this day and age. Mm, there you go. Anyway, Rain. And he what were he you must say? get his, and I know he gets his haircuts at Floyd's. <laughs> yeah. By Floyd's, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd of uh, <laughs> Hooterville. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that you know. Uh, I think wherever this guy came from makes Mayberry look like a metropolis. Um, oh, so, uh, but Rain, uh, do you want to add anything uh, to uh, to all of that? Well, I do want to add. Um, I heard. I heard the actual audio. Um, today on MSNBC, and I'm going to paraphrase at this point, but the, the the fact that Republicans are literally saying you need to go to Trump's state of mind, he could not have broken the law because he didn't know what he was doing, is not very different from what John Dean said in front of the House under oath, where he, he said, you know, I, I support Richard Nixon. I, I, you know, I don't think he's a bad man. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knew that he was breaking the law. And I, I wish I could find the um, transcript to it, Joe, and maybe we could find it for a Friday show, but this is the same, um, and this is, this was John, you know, John Dean has used, used that defense. He used that defense personally. Yeah. When he was in front of, of you know the House test you know testifying about this, uh, the Republicans right now are using this basically the same defense that John Dean testified to personally about Richard Nixon. They as a party are using that defense. I I think that Donald Trump is a good man. I don't think he understood that he broke the law, and I feel like this is really stupid. Mm-hmm. It's stupid because first off they know better. I, I do believe that John Dean was speaking truth when he said that. And Joe, if you disagree with me, back me, you know, please tell me. But John Dean was one man. This is an entire party saying that Trump, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know no party. better. He didn't know no and better. The, and, and the thing that irritates me even more about this is that we're talking about national security. We're talking about extortion. We're talking about a shakedown, which is a lot different than what happened with Watergate. Well, I mean, Watergate was about, a break-in. Was a break-in where they were trying to get you know records of the DNC. 
This is trying to hold money from Ukraine. And soldiers died. People died. Yep. Because that money was held. Okay. These same Republicans, some of these same Republicans, Lindsey Graham, are you listening? Prosecuted, relentlessly prosecuted Clinton. Bill Clinton. Mm Mm-hmm. For what crime? Perjury Nothing. in a civil perjury mm-hmm. in a civil case. In, a, in civ- a civil case. Yes, in a civil case. Which is rarely prosecuted in the legal system, let alone used as a reason to impeach a president of the United States. Yet they use perjury in a civil case as a as a basis for impeachment. Yeah. Yeah, and they think that, and, and and Lindsey Graham was the floor manager for that impeachment in the Senate. Okay, he was the House's floor manager. Yeah, he in was effect, member, he was a member of the House at the time. I thought you were going to say no, he was a he floor. Was a, he, he, no, I, I thought he you were going to say he was a floor manager, manager at a men's warehouse. But go ahead. No, no. In other words, when when the House impeached Clinton. And the trial went to the Senate. It was Lindsey Graham who handled the prosecution for the House. He was the floor manager over exactly. in the Senate. Yes. Yes, it was Lindsey Graham, who was a congressman at the time, who was, the pro- in effect, the prosecutor uh, at the trial. And he tried Bill Clinton for perjury in a civil case. That is rarely prosecuted mm-hmm. in the criminal justice system. Well, yet, go ahead. yet they will defend Trump's bribery and extortion, and they know they can't. Yeah. And, so what are they saying? And, well, you know, Adam. You know, Adam says, you know, irrelevant ignorance is not uh, uh, ignorance of law is not a defense. That is absolutely true. You know, it's like. Um, <laughs> oh well, it's shit! Like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was wrong to steal. I just wanted that thing, you know. <laughs> Joe, would you would you agree that the the entire Republican Party is trying to use the John Dean defense that failed during the Nixon administration? Well, yeah, as a party, you're right. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you nailed it, Rain. That's brilliant. Yeah, um, I think it is. And uh, and again, it's, you can't give me a ticket. I didn't. I didn't know it was fifty miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, to me, that that right blew at, me away. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rain. You know. I mean, that's and again, you just brought it. They brought it back from the dead, so it is a zombie defense. Right. It is actually. You know. Uh, so so there you go. So um, all right. Well, um, uh, let me see if we have time for one more clip. I don't want to. I don't. I, I'm excited about the thousandth episode. Of the Green News Report. Isn't that exciting, guys? It is. That's like twice as much as 500. (laughs) They do do that twice a week, right? I I, I never thought of it that way. Every uh, every Tuesday, every Tuesday and Thursday, unless they're uh, on vacation. So, and they do take off probably four times a year, something like that, or around around the holidays, they'll they'll do like one, or they'll skip a week if it's you know big holiday or something like that. So yeah, I would say on average they probably do about eighty five a year, something like that. 
That's amazing. So, you know, uh, because it would be 104 if they didn't take any time off. So I'm I'm estimating they they miss maybe 20, you know, 20 days out of the, you know, uh, 104 day uh, spread that they have. So, yeah. So you're saying that this is probably over 10 years. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah, they celebrated their 10 year anniversary. They celebrated their 10 year anniversary earlier this year, I believe. Um, uh, I, I think, or maybe it was last year. I think last year was their 10th anniversary. Um, so yeah. Uh, and it, God knows how many turn up the night episodes there are. I could count how many there are on the, uh, on the SoundCloud, but the SoundCloud page has only been active. I guess it's on its maybe fifth year, something like that. So we technically over there should have. Um, because we've only missed a, a few weeks here and there. So if we have five years worth of shows over there, then that would probably be about 530 shows or something like that. Wow. Um, so something like that. I don't know. I'd have to look, but there's a few. I, I, I'd, I'd have to see how many tracks I actually have and then subtract probably 25 because I think I have like 25 songs and musical bits over there. I'll look. I'll look and see. But, anywho, um, and I have not listened to a full episode of our show in a long time other than just doing it. I don't go back and listen to the shows anymore. I used to do it all the time. But now I just don't because it's like, I, I just think, you know, one day, one day I'll go back when I'm not doing this anymore or something. You know, or if I'm trying to put together some kind of massive special or something, I'll I'll just pop in and see what we were talking about on different times of the year or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and go to the break. Oh, shoot. Adam hosts his shows over on mine, too. So I'd have to try and figure out the math on that. Um, so... <laughs> But anyway, um, oh, and I figured out, I did the math on it today. A thousand episodes of the Green News Report average about six minutes in length. Uh, you could listen to one through 1,000 if you want, if you listen to them four days straight. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. So there you oh, go. Wow. So yeah, if you listen four days straight, you could listen to every all 1,000 Green News Reports. So, uh, but anyway, let's go to the break. We'll be right back with uh, lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night with anything. Something is going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. It's Tuesday, November 12, 2019. This is our 1,000th episode of the Green News Report. Looking back and looking forward at 1,000 episodes of the GNR. All of that and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and the funniest snarky comment in our 1,000 episodes. And in 50 years, I don't want my grandson, Joe, to turn to me and say, Grandpa... You were in the Senate and you knew about the severity of climate change. Why didn't you do anything to stop it? And also, why are you still alive? You're 115 years old. This is your Green News Report. I'm gonna soak up the sun. 
Okay, Desi Doyen, I miss Al Franken. Anyway, as noted, this is our 1,000th episode of the Green News Report, which you originally roped me into in February of 2009. <laughs> so. Yeah. Congratulations uh-huh. on that. Uh, to help us celebrate the milestone, if we can call it that, our friend, longtime former Weather Channel meteorologist and extreme weather record tracker, Guy Walton, sent some facts and figures to help us put things in perspective today. He uh, notes that when we started in February of 2009, levels of CO2 in the atmosphere were about 387 parts per million. In 2019, more than 10 years later, those levels have shot up now to 410 parts per million, which is a lot higher than climate scientists say we should be at. And when we started in 2009, Walton reports, global surface temperatures had already warmed one degree Celsius above pre-industrial levels. And in the nearly 11 years since then, the planet has warmed an additional two-tenths of a degree Celsius on average, which has brought with it more frequent back-to-back extreme weather disasters. Superstorm Sandy, Hurricanes Maria, Harvey, Michael, the California fires, the Mississippi River floods, to name just a few in the U.S. alone, that have cost the United States billions of dollars in damages. At this rate, Walton says, we are likely to reach the threshold of 1.5 degrees Celsius warming above pre-industrial temperatures by 2030. The year scientists say we must already be on track to cut our emissions in half. Guy also notes we are now seeing far more new daily high temperature records and far fewer daily low temperature records being broken as the planet warms than we were when we started in 2009. So Desi Doyen, clearly we have failed. (laughs) Yes, we have. Uh, Guy also adds, congratulations on number 1000. May the Green News Report become the Green New Reality Report by episode 2000. And our friend Dr. Michael E. Mann of the Earth System Science Center at Penn State University. He's the guy who created the infamous hockey stick graph. He sends in a note to say, I want to congratulate Desi and Brad, in parentheses, (laughs) on this milestone during a time when our public discourse has become polluted by vested interests and disinformation. Desi and Brad have used a foghorn of razor-sharp wit and incisive commentary to cut through the morass in their effort to inform the conversation about the existential environmental challenges including climate change that we face today. He adds a thousand thank yous for the clarity and moral vision they have provided to their listeners. I look forward to celebrating the 2000 milestone and many more beyond that. Thank you. Michael Mann. Thank you, Dr. Mann. So what else do we have to mark GNR 1000? Well, when we started in 2009, international negotiations for the UN Paris Climate Accord were on the verge of collapse and were barely snatched out of the fire at the last minute by President Obama. By 2016, the landmark agreement to cut global emissions was signed and in full effect. But last week, President Trump filed formal paperwork to withdraw the U.S. from the accord by next year. In 2009, when we started, Tesla was the only car company to offer an all-electric car. Today, most car makers offer or plan to offer multiple all-electric car models, SUVs, semi-trucks, and some, like Volkswagen, have even announced they will be phasing out conventional gas cars entirely. So we haven't failed completely. 
And the economics of renewable energy have improved astronomically fast. The cost of energy from utility-scale solar plants alone has dropped nearly 90% over the last 10 years, making it cheaper than even natural gas in some areas, and the price is still falling. And finally, when we started, there was little media coverage and not much public engagement on climate change. Today, we have marches in the streets demanding governments act on climate change with the surge of activism and global climate strikes to address climate change. It's a sign of the times that Collins Dictionary named Climate Strike its word of the year from 2019. So we've gotten somewhere in 1,000 episodes. You got it. Check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find follow and share us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. And our great thanks to those of you who have kept us going for 1,000 episodes, completely listener-supported, by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. Thank you. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your 1,000th Green News Report. I'm gonna soak up the sun Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Am I a hero? I really can't say, but yes. Yeah, I wanted that for last week, too. So, uh, that is so Trumpian, you know. uh, Am I a hero? I really can't say, but yes. Yeah. So uh, we had that that discussion about the office last week uh, about how it was very prescient. So here here's what I have found before we get back into it uh, real quick. I went to uh, the the SoundCloud, the Kenny Pick SoundCloud account. There are 798 tracks over there. All right. Now I can say I know at least 20 of those are Resistor Sisters episodes. I'm going to estimate maybe tops, about 150 of them, are Mike Check Radio. Maybe another 10, 15 are Southern Progressive Revival. And then uh, maybe about 25 songs and comedy bits and maybe about 5 to 10, maybe we'll say 10 holiday specials are over there. So that's probably about... 500 no probably at least at least 450 episodes of turn up the night uh on soundcloud not counting the ones that were lost so and i don't even know what the earliest show is because it takes forever to scroll in this thing but i'm going to keep keep trying to scroll to the very end um or maybe i can filter it can i filter it by oldest that would be interesting but uh let's find out and um of course, welcome back to uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Hello. Hi. Hi. 
And hello, 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 hello. And Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Um, would you like to do do uh, some shout outs tonight for everybody? And um, oh, I could do that. Let me see a good theme for tonight. Let's do uh, cold weather treats. Cold weather treats. Everybody gets a, a nice treat for cold weather. How about that? A cold weather treat. Okay. Yeah, something okay. to warm your cockles on a cold winter night. <laughs> so, you said cockles. I did say cockles. You did. And uh, and this and way you could have hot cockles. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but let's let's mix it up a little bit. Let's uh, in lieu of your your jingle tonight. Let's do this one. They call it Scranton. What the Electric City? Scranton. What the Electric City? Lazy Scranton. The Electric City. They call it that because of the electricity. The city's laid out from east to west, and our public parks and libraries are truly the best. Call poison control if you're bit by a spider. But check that it's covered by your health care provider. Plenty of space in the parking lot. But the little cars go in the compact spot. Spot, 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 spot. Snack attack time. Don't lose your head. We like Cuginos for the tasty bread. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. 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 Scranton. What? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. Okay, biscuits. Biscuits. Biscuits and treats, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, we have Adam Hebert. Uh, Adam Hebert, hot cocoa with marshmallows. Oh, that's so traditional. Okay, uh, Grimmy Lee? Grimmy Lee? Mm, I'll tell you what, a nice hot bowl of miso soup. Oh, nice, nice. Heather? Heather, well, um, Heather, I'm going to say, um, let's go with, um, let's go with a warm buttered biscuit with honey. We'll, we'll throw some biscuits in there, too. Oh, some biscuits. Okay. Jay Colley. Jay Colley. Jay Colley, you get a hot toddy, my friend. Wow. Okay. Cat. Cat. Uh, oh, some mulled wine. Wow. I was thinking more of a pumpkin spice latte, but okay. Well. Kenny, Kenny Sr. Ken Sr.? Oh, boy. This has got to be good for Dad. Um, we'll say um, a warm slice of apple pie. Maybe wow. with cheese. Maybe with cheese, too. I don't know if he likes cheese on, on pie, but if he, that's an option. Well, okay, meow goodness. Meow goodness. Um, we'll say um, some hot fancy feast. <laughs> I kid. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, we'll, we'll say uh, a, a, huh? A, a, a saucer of warm milk. Oh, I got it. I got it. Here it is. You know what meow goodness gets? A pile of kittens on his chest. Wow. Okay. Michelle in South Florida, and I have to say Miles. Well, you know what? Also piles of kittens on their chests. <laughs> but Michelle Both will... Of them? 
Michelle will throw in um, some hot cider with a cinnamon stick. Alcoholic. There you go. Okay. Uh, Moonmare. Moonmare. Uh, let's go with um, let's go with like a, 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 a nice, fresh, hot, still melty chocolate chip cookie right off the tray. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm gonna stick rain in there because um, even though I don't usually do us, because rain should get a treat. Mm, rain. You know what? I think you didn't. You just say you made this the other day. A uh, homemade pot pie. No, I made tortilla soup. Tortilla soup. Well, how about a homemade oh, pot that's... pie? I made homemade pot pie last year. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm and thinking. It was of. delicious. But... Homemade pot pie. That's good. Beef or chicken. Yes. Your choice. Chicken. Okay. All right. Or pork. All right. Uh, Theo. Theo. Mm, let's see. I can't remember if Theo's a vegetarian or not, so I'm going to try and play it safe here. We'll go <laughs> with... We'll go with... Uh, Ooh, grilled cheese and tomato soup. Oh, that's a great combination. Mm, you know it. Okay. Maybe, and you know what? You know what? To jazz up that that uh, sandwich, a thin slice of tomato and some diced onion in the cheese melted in there. Oh no, that's just too. Oh, that's too scrumptious. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tim Caramel. Tim Caramel. Let's go with. I just had another really good one pop out of my head. Oh, uh, a hot bowl of fresh beef stew. Maybe with oh, a nice yes. piece of sourdough bread to dip in it. Not that gruel they had in uh, Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> not, not a bowl of brown. No. Bowl of brown. No. Okay. And last but not least, Trojan Rabbit. And Trojan Rabbit. Stew. Bowl of brown. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'll, I'll tell you what. How about some? Oh, yeah, this is good. Uh, some uh, maple brown sugar oatmeal or whatever flavor oatmeal you like. Nice oh, piping hot bowl of oatmeal. Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Stick oh, yeah. to the ribs. See, I hope I didn't let anybody down on this one. So, I don't think you did. You did, did well. Yeah. I think it did very well. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm still trying to get to the end of our uh, tracks on... I've been scrolling the whole time I've been doing this. is I, I'm mm -hmm. scrolling down trying to find the earliest episode that's put... I'm in 2015 right now. So, um, I don't know. Uh, looks like we might go all the way back to 2014 on SoundCloud. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, anyway... Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you everybody for listening. Did and did we have any takers? Did anybody want me to do reverse call in with them? Um. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Theo says exactly. Leah, Leah's in uh, mind favorite comfort food: uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup. And uh, Tim says yummy to the beef stew with the some. Uh, uh, oh, oh, and yeah, Meow Goodness likes the kittens on the chest. <laughs> he put a, he, yeah, and uh, and now Dad says now I'm hungry, so uh, I'm sorry, Dad. Do, do anybody see any birthdays or anything? No, no, and no, no, but any, any, but yeah, seriously, reverse call and let me know if somebody wants me to call them. I, I should have just about everybody's numbers saved. Uh, if they want me to call them, I'll Thank do you, it. Thank you, Heather, for loving tortilla soup. My tortilla soup was amazing. Oh, I, 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 I adore. I, I love tortilla soup too. There's a real, there's a, 
a restaurant around here called uh, Nuevo Acapulco um, oh. that oh. does a really good tortilla soup. So, uh, all right, we're in twenty. I'm still scrolling back. We're in 2014. Um, my my goodness, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So, oh my god, sounds like Mitt Romney. My Farewell, goodness. Robin Williams. Oh my goodness. Oh wow, 2014. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the uh, here's the Revron tribute show from eight five twenty fourteen. He's been gone for over five years. Revron, our, our awesome listener and musician, that show's got a bunch of his music in it. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. Let us know in the chat if you want to do reverse call in. But uh, any anything you guys want to talk about, you posted. We've all posted a lot of stories uh, over the last few days. Um, was there, uh, what, what about that one, the senior, uh, what was it? The senior Trump aide, um, has the fake resume with the, the time magazine cover. Oh, I didn't even come prepared for that. Did you Joe? Well, you posted it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Or do you want to talk about DJ TJ getting booed? Um, Anything, anything you guys want to? Um, let me let me say this. Well, I, I think we have another article of impeachment here. When, and I know everybody read this already. New York Times tonight. Trump has considered firing the intelligence community inspector general. Are, are we playing this over and over? He 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 fired Comey. Mm-hmm. He wanted to fire Mueller. Okay. Mm-hmm. He fires everybody who catches him in the act. And now he wants to fi- fire the inspector general because the inspector general did what he was supposed to do according to the law. <laughs> wow! I mean, what? When are when are these Republicans going to? When is the, the America going to wake up to the fact that this man is a criminal? Well, I pulled up the article. I I don't know when we're going to wake up to that. When they're going to wake up to that? I don't get it. Because we literally hired a, a, a woman who lied about her entire resume is now she's a senior Trump official in the State Department. Yeah. So here it is. A senior Trump administration official has embellished her resume with misleading claims claims about her professional background, even creating a fake Time magazine cover with a face on it. Her name is Mina Chang. And Joe, I wish you were reading this because you you know how to truncate these articles way better than me. Um but what? I was just gonna say what I I sadly didn't read it. <laughs> but I saw oh, you posted it. it Joe, I mean I saw damn it. Oh, See, here well, was Joe is way better at this than me. Well, basically, these things, and I know Joe reads ba- them. Ba- All right. Basically, oh. what what happened here was that that this Trump official who who uh, who embellished her resume, she even had a fake Time magazine cover. Yes. Um, gets herself this big top uh, job at the State Department. Right? Top line. Top. Tip top. Top line. Right. Top line. Yes. Uh, apparently, 
Yeah, I, I'm just reading this real fast. Uh, da, 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 da. That's okay. So she also addressed both the Democratic and Republican national conventions. Yes. Where is Where do these people get the, the chutzpah to do this shit? She did <laughs> not appear at either one, by the way. Oh, those are lies? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, these are all lies. Yeah, lies. Um, Impressive. Let's see. She said she was an expert in... Uh, on the executive branch and once worked in the government office with uh, personnel management. Uh, let's see. Let's thank see. You. By the way, Joe, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm just, you know, but these are all the best people. These are all the best people. Yeah. Best and, people. And, and, um, Here's and I thing. think it's fitting, too, that she, she part of her, her, her uh, ruse was a fake Time magazine cover. Which yes. somebody, who was it, uh, did that? Oh, oh boy, I, I don't yeah. know. I think it could have been was it some, Didn't some game show host do that before? Yeah. Or, or some some yeah, ra- yeah. some racist businessman that, that lies some, about his wealth? Yeah, some... Uh, Gosh. It out, uh, On the tip of my tongue. Golf, couldn't tell you. Golf, uh, golf, golf yeah. resorts. No, no, it smells like yeah. sharts. Some guy it smells like sharts, I think. Um, yeah. Like just a walking bag of shirts. I, I God, uh, I can't remember who it is. <laughs> so, so yes, the girl also went to the girl also went to got her undergraduate degree f- from the University of Nations. Yes, which was <laughs> an, an accredited Christian school with volunteer teachers. Is that like <laughs> sort uh, of like uh, Trump uh, University? Oh yeah, we don't. Trump University, go pricks. So she actually faked her resume the way Donald Trump faked his. Yeah, and she ended up. She ended up there in this position. And here's the thing that pisses me off about all of this: is the fact that there is no vetting in the administration or in the State Department. The no, State it's Department all based on particular. Whether, you, whether you say nice things about yeah. your leader. Yeah, that's all. So Mike Pompeo's like, eh, you do what you want. Is she hot? Oh, she's got a cover on Time Magazine? Hire her. Mm-mm-mm. And I find that really dangerous, by the way, guys. And it Joe, is. thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so good at that because I could read. So, I I can't I can't parse it because I read the whole thing. I'm like, oh, she's an alumna of Harvard Business School, and no. it meant that she, you know, she took a seven week course. Neat. She didn't graduate <laughs> from Harvard. No, let me tell you about Harvard. Harvard has an online course that anybody can yes. take. See, <laughs> and then you can say. You graduated from Harvard. That's insane. Central government. She graduated from Harvard Business School, and they hired her. She also said she uh, she she lectured at West Point. Yes. Did did she speak? Did she speak? uh, Did she speak on campus at the University of Phoenix? Oh, yes. My God. yes, on campus. Unfortunately, she was the only one there. Yeah. <laughs> she was just in a chat room. So. 
<laughs> she dressed both the Democratic and I just. Wow. Oh my God. She often, wow. she often cited her organization's work with drones. Yes. <laughs> yes. But nobody's heard of. Nobody's heard of humanitarian UAV network. Wow, that's that's impressive. That is one and impressive fake resume. But she I mean, got look, hired by the goddamn state any, department. In any martial arts? Position. Any There's martial arts training in? Any martial arts uh, training in there that we need to know about? That would, that would be my wife would know her then. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She doesn't know her. Uh, let me tell you something. This is uh, this is what they say about uh, go big or go home. You know? Yeah, really. Yeah. Lie big I mean, or, I mean, or lie down. <laughs> ripping off the boss's ideas. The Time Magazine cover. Holy God. Well, you know, he probably liked that. Oh. Yeah, well, that's probably why he hired her. So this Here's girl's the thing, guys. Imitation she is the not- highest form of flattery, you know? Go ahead, Rain. She's not fired. She still works for the government. Of course she's not fired. She's full of shit. As of tonight, she, she is still fired? working for the government. Yeah, of course. Why, why would she be fired? Did, did, yeah. Has she said something bad about Trump? Uh, okay, fair enough. See? Um. Anyway, anyway, we, 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 I have a birthday boner we need to uh, dole out here. Um, oh. because we missed Grimmy's, uh, he, he said he wasn't listening his oh. birthday's on Halloween and he wasn't listening, um, uh, because of work or whatever. Uh, so Grimmy, happy belated birthday, brother. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey, your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Thank you, thank you all dear friends for coming to my birthday! There you go, Grammy, you got the du- you got the double whammy there. Uh, Mrs. Happy Miller, birthday. John Boehner, and uh, of course uh, Paul Rubens, uh, the triple whammy. Uh, so yeah, and also for everybody who is curious, um, the very first episode of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick that is available on SoundCloud is from uh, 4-15-2014. Name of the show is Who Are the Real Patriots? Oh. Mm. So, uh, and then the one after that from 418 2014 has Nicole Bell. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, lots of, uh, uh, yeah, and, yeah, there's, there's lots of, oh my God, there's, oh, oh, the, the, I don't know if anybody remembers Bundy Fest. Bundy Fest was that fake, like, Burning Man thing that this guy, guy Sean Shaley, uh, was setting up, and I interviewed him. And he was getting all kinds of news coverage back in the day because he was setting, pretending to set up this fake Burning Man thing that was going to be on the Bundy's property or the the property they were squatting on or whatever. <laughs> so uh, it was it was pretty fun. But uh, anyway, yeah. So so we have uh, five plus 
Would that be five plus years if it was uh, uh, started in uh, January, February, March, April? So from April of 2014 until now, that's over five years of programming that we have there, right? So about five, a little over five and a half years of programming, right? Wow. So there we go. And God only knows what those some of those shows sound like from back in the day. Because I have uh -oh. upgraded here and there with my audio and stuff. And, of course, upgraded with my co-host as well. Sorry, no diss to my old co-host, but kind of a diss to my old co-host. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, that was, that was a very Michael Scott thing to say. Uh, Am I a hero? <laughs> I really can't say, but yes. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, you know, especially, well, I definitely don't want to uh, disparage um, uh, P.S. Mueller. Because P.S. Mueller left because of very personal reasons, and we're still wishing him well, too, in his recovery right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, no disparagement towards him whatsoever. But some of my other co-hosts, uh, you know, they got real super needy, and that needed to go. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll just, I'll just keep it general. I'll just keep it general. Go ahead. Shane. Oh, Shane and Danielle are terrible people, and I'm glad they're not in radio anymore. I said one word. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys right now, Shane and Danielle, for you guys who didn't know them, they're awful people. They're awful, awful, awful people. Uh, they are cheaters, they are liars, and they are snakes. They're like Republicans in disguise or some shit. Um, you know, I'm going on record for saying that, because they don't do this shit anymore. I blocked them from all social media years ago. Because they are, they, they, and I'm not saying last names, but they're bad people. Um, they're Democrats so. in Republican clothing. <laughs> Susan, <laughs> Susan knows. Susan knows. Other people on this okay. show know, but I won't go into detail about uh, why exactly. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, so Jay Colley started listening in either 2010 or 2011. Holy God, oh, yeah. Wow. That, back when I was subbing for Nicole Sandler, probably. Um, uh, but yeah, back when I was doing, oh God, what was it called? Ustream or something like that? Oh my God, there's been pff, shit. I'm just glad we're doing the way we're doing it now and, and not bothering with video or any of that not spreecast nonsense. So yeah, Ustream, Ustream, that was awful. Uh, but uh, but I got a hell of, we had a hell of a lot of people listen when I filled in for Nicole Sandler and, and spun out of that. But uh, but it's okay. I'm happy with what we do now. Uh, happier than I've been. I would say this is the happiest I've been in the last three years with this show than I've ever been because it is it is its own thing. It is our show. We 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 take it as seriously as it needs to be, and fuck all the rest. So. Uh, but anyway, uh, it is break time. Uh, sorry again about the Skype thing. We're going to get this thing figured out one way or the other. I think we might have to just move to discord and do away with the phone number. Um, we don't get a lot of calls on it anyway, so I might as well stop paying for it. But, uh, it, yeah, within the next couple weeks, I think we might try and test out discord and see how it works for a, a mini broadcast or something and, uh, and go from there. So, um, but anyway, um, we're going to go to the break and we got another hour of, uh, fun for you. A lot more audio coming up. I might try and squeeze in one Mad Lib, but mm, don't get your hopes up. We'll be right back oh. with more Turn Up the Night right after okay. this. 
Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com Indie Media Weekly Radio. For those who dare. It is timely, quantifiable, and oratory. You know what that means? No. Listen. Learn. Read on at IndieMediaWeekly.com And now, on with the show. Am I a hero? I really can't say, but yes. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. And welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans in frigid tundras of Cleveland, Ohio. And of course, Joe Santorsa, where it's a little bit colder out in uh where, where the steam has actually frozen in steam town it does scranton pennsylvania it happens. hits you in we the head the if you don't look kosher out. deli in, in 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 the area best kosher deli in the area what's that called oh yeah abe's abe's delicatessen babe i spent most of my high school years nice i like babe this isn't like babe, Ru- babe ruth babe and I'll be having lunch there tomorrow because our friend's coming in from New York. He only eats kosher, so we're going to Abe's for hot pastrami. They need to name a sandwich after you there, buddy. Oh, my whole high school class spent their time there because, you see, I went to a Catholic high school mm-hmm. in downtown Scranton. And I used to get dropped off by my father early in the morning, way early. And if you got there early, you had to go to Mass across yeah. the street at at the cathedral and <clears throat> i hear the buffet's not very good at mass no it's not uh just thin wafers all you yeah. get so uh <laughs> we used to wine we used wine. to sneak up to abe's <laughs> we used to sneak up to abe's and uh that's where the kids that smoked used to smoke and they we mm-hmm. the, the rest of us that did, wanted to skip ma- morning mass went there for uh you know a little bagel a little coffee and once in a while, uh, one of our uh, teachers would come up there and catch us, oh. and we'd be in tension. <laughs> but Abe's, so I'll be there tomorrow with my friend and hot pastrami. Oh, uh, you know, hot, oh, hot pastrami. I should have given somebody hot pastrami as a nice uh, cold weather uh, treat. Because oh. man, pastrami, Abe's. good pastrami oh, is pastrami. is oh man, thick, thick, like yeah. like. Three inches thick. Oh yeah, we have a, yeah. a corned beef place like that called Slimans here. Slimans. Uh, yeah, S L Y M A N S. Slimans. Um, uh, but yeah, they they have corned beef that's like you know, I mean, you 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 gotta, uh, you can't get from top bread to bottom bread in one bite, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know the, I know the, yeah. Yeah, unless you're unless well, you're well, linked. It, 
Abe's pastrami sandwiches, you eat half and you take half home. Yeah, that's the stuff. What Man, I, like I, about, I love, I like I about love pastrami. And what I like about it is he's got like, he has all pre-made kosher dinners in his refrigerator. You could go there and buy a whole kosher dinner. Already, made. oh, they're delicious. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Oh, uh, yeah. I had dinner and now I'm getting hungry after our, our name calling segment and this. This is crazy. But Rain from Four Freedoms, Washington, D.C. Um, you, uh, for, you know, you lived in New York for a, a large portion of your life. Um, upstate. 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 Do you have some deli experiences from New York? And you probably went to the city quite a bit. All right. Huh? No, I know what Joe is going at with my upstate comment <laughs> it's a facebook thing he knows what i'm talking about okay yeah i think anywhere it's in new york is cool to me huh i think anywhere in new york is cool to me i'm from ohio yeah. <laughs> has to tell you her story i'm not going to tell everybody well, my don't story tell the, don't tell the story i'm just asking about her deli experiences if she has any Oh, my deli experiences are the fact that I loved going to this, you know, Katz's in New York City. Mm. And, and, Have you ever and, been to Hello Deli? Huh? Hello Deli? No. I think Susan and I, I think Susan and I went there. Well, Hello Deli. Yeah, next to the Ed Sullivan Theater. No, I never went you re- there. You remember Hello Deli? You remember... Um, no, I do. I never Letterman. went there. Letterman used to go down... Letterman used to go down to Hello Deli. He used to do live live shots down yeah. there. Yeah, Honest did, to goodness, I never went there. <clears throat> we did not. No. Uh, now that I think of it, we did not. I was thinking we went to Got Jeez. some really good pastrami there. But, yeah. I, I had somebody tell me this, this weekend that when I told them I uh, was from the Hudson Valley, she said... Oh, that's not really, you know, upstate New York. What? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. You can go there on my Facebook page and see it, but I was like, eh, <laughs> no, it's kind of upstate New York. And she actually said, look, I just, I, you know, I just, everybody, I'm from Syracuse. And I was like, oh, that's okay. You're from Syracuse. Did you say that's not? You should have said that's not really upstate either. I I I try to be a nice person, mm-hmm. but she's like I'm from Syracuse, and you know, I I don't know. There was a whole conversation. You can go to my Facebook page and see it. I I patted her shoulder and walked away and said, "Yeah, Columbia Ble- County." Bless your York. heart. Bless your heart. It really Bless was you. kind of that. I just, I, I couldn't believe. I, oh my god! It's you offensive. Know what, it's offensive. You, you should have, you should have given her the middle finger lakes. I was ah, really, really close to doing that. <laughs> the fact that she was, she was literally, she was, she was a member of our homebrew club. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do it. But it was just like, you know what? I, you're not really nice. She wasn't the you're, Republican. She wasn't one, a was nice she? person. I love people who who think they know everything about a certain area. You know, yeah, when they don't live really, there, that, 
currently? When they don't live there? Or That's they, the they thing. Live- she actually said to me, I grew up in Syracuse. And the part of me was like, you're really going to talk to me about the fact that Syracuse is a major city in New York? Really? Really? But well, you were right. I mean, I mean, anything outside of uh, outside of uh, Manhattan, Westchester County, yeah, is, is upstate. Thank you. When you get to right. that, when when you get through, when I go, when you go through uh, West Point, yes, right, cross the yes. Hudson River, go through West Point, and start going north. You're in upstate New York. That's upstate New York. Sure is. I mean, I and at that point, and at that point, I will be really honest with you. Like, so, you know, Westchester, it's in Orange County, but I still consider that the Hudson Valley. So there's the Hudson Valley. <clears throat> Once you get outside of that whole kind of circular thing, Westchester, mm. Orange County, um, Columbia County, that's south yeah. of, well, you know, it, it's south I appreciate of, it's all, south I appreciate of, all this, but we're at 915. Um, so (laughs) I I got a lot more audio. That's very, very privy to New York. That's all right. You're, you're you're not in upstate. You're in tip top top state. (laughs) Um, so anyway, sometimes they call it tippy top New York. Yeah. Tippy top. So anyway, um, we, we gotta, we gotta, uh, revisit some audio from last week that I couldn't get to, uh, this one, I'm telling you what, if I am wrong, if by chance the B Best bullshit comes back next year, you know, B Best has tree uh-huh. peelers, you know. B Best has tree peelers. Um, if they add uh, four, uh, floor peelers uh, or four peelers, um, uh, you know, there, there could be, I think the f- we're, we're getting wind or steam or vape <laughs> of what the fourth <laughs> peeler will be. Because uh, apparently it's coming out. It's already Tuesday, and I haven't heard anything about this. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Fat Donnie, um, again, many of us have, have speculated uh, that Baron Trump got busted vaping. Because, uh, you know, it's... Oh, God, it's so stupid. But, yeah, Fat Donnie, uh, this is some of what? my leftover heliprompter speech from last week. Uh, this is him talking about what's going to happen. A big paper on vaping is going to come out. Hopefully it's not one of those uh, um, Mother Pence's rolling papers. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll let everybody know about that, too. That's something Dad oh, shared. I'll, I'll let it, but, but, yeah, listen to this real quick. We're going to be coming out with a very important position on vaping. We have to take care of our kids, most importantly. Vaping? We're going to have an age limit of 21 or so. Uh, but we'll be coming out with something next week very important on vaping. We have... Vaping. A lot of people to look at, including jobs, frankly, because, you know, it's become a pretty big industry, but we're going to take care of that. There's also, you know, when you mention vaping, you're talking about e-cigarettes, you're talking about a lot of different things, but we're coming out with a big paper no. next week. No, no, you're only talking about one, one thing. You're only talking about one thing. Vaping! Okay. It's a vaping. Also vaping! I liked I like Seth Meyers last night. He said, "He said, who knew he was he was uh, he was into vaping?" But he says, "Of course, you should. We should have thought about that because he both sucks and blows." Oh, see there oh, you go. Oh, you burn, and you burn. Yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you did you heard something about his son, Baron? We were all talking. We were all speculating yes. that Baron got uh, caught vaping, and that's why vaping. Melania yeah. and him were all concerned about it. That's Don't why I'm betting. I'm betting that B Best is going to have a fourth peeler in it next year. Another tree peeler. Uh, yeah. So from Ronco, that it's from, not just Baron, it's also Donald Trump Jr.'s, all of his kids, they're just hanging out, just vaping. Well, let's, Park. let's 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 remind ourselves of uh, the whole what what B Best is all about. To celebrate the one-year anniversary of the First Lady Melania Trump's Be Best initiative, Donco proudly presents Be Best Tree Peelers. Be Best has three peelers. Be Best Tree Peelers will peel any kind of tree lickety-split. Pine trees, oak trees, maple trees, dogwood trees, tree stooges. Oh, a wise guy, huh? Redwood trees, shrubberies. A shrubbery! Palm trees, cacti. Tree blind mice, apple trees, pear trees, orange trees. The oranges are the oranges of the the oranges. Artificial <laughs> Christmas trees. Blood red artificial <laughs> Christmas trees. Money trees. Tree musketeers. Giving trees. Family trees. Stump dump Trump cultists. I really like Donald Trump. The Hello Kitty themed Christmas tree. Shoe trees. It's the House Bolton of tree peelers. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. It's the best tree peeler ever. Every tree is the right height for the be best tree peeler. Trees are the right height. The be best tree peeler. Be best. Only from Donco. There you go. And you know those tree peelers, they're in tip top shape. Tip top shape. We call it sometimes tippy top shape. No, literally. Aww. Literally no one does. So Do you yeah. remember when Donald Trump sounded so Vaping. I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like he really talk. understood the ability to speak. Clearly. Oranges. All kinds of, the all oranges. Kinds of other things. The oranges. No, vaping is just one thing. It's a pen. It's a liquid. And it's a heat. Mm. That's all it is. Yeah. It's vapor. We're talking about it all kinds of things. things. So you could put a lot of things in it. But sure. vaping is basically the same thing. One thing. A liquid, heating, yes. and vapor. Yes. Like and you would know that from being from Steamtown. So Well, I would know that from sticking vaping pins into my computer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um and uh oh, but yeah, so I want to share this too. Dad shared this so with us. This is a kind of tangentially related. Uh, but yeah, um, th this is an article from, um, culture magazine, uh, Benjamin M. Adams from November 8th, 2019 grassroots papers unleashes trolling papers targeting Mike Pence. And yes, they've made mother Pence's holy rollers, 32 sheets and tips, rolling papers, limited 2019 edition. And it's a practice safe sesh, stay high and mighty. <laughs> Warning may cause increased tolerance. <laughs> 
but yeah so so it's this uh this rolling paper uh, it says uh, rolling papers have probably never been more politically conscious or active within the cannabis sphere grassroots papers maker of the original jeff sesh rolling papers hey what are you talking about uh is releasing a new line of trolling papers <laughs> now target vice president mike pence uh, a known cannabis prohibitionist each pack of mother pence's holy rollers contains 32 unbleached rolling papers filters and a magnetic clasp complete with humor uh, humorous messages all over the packaging designed to gently spread political awareness with cannabis reform in mind so yeah um uh uh check it out the, the the whole story is there but i i just want some of these i don't i haven't smoked pot and i don't know how long but i'd buy some of these rolling papers just to have them because mother pence's holy rollers it's so funny <laughs> you got to see the 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 pictures chatters uh go go look it up but culture magazine has it uh for podcast listeners go look for that uh thank you dad for that submission all right let's get back to the the heliprompter uh bullshit from last week uh trump was asked um in front of the the heliprompter if he was trying to pressure Barr into making a giving a press conference and the you know the um uh in the justice department to to exonerate him from the ukraine call because there's been a lot of reports about this, and that's where I, when I listened to this, I thought of this clip from The Office. Am I a hero? I really can't say, but yes. So listen for listen for shadows of that in this, uh, because he all of a sudden develops like fake news Tourette's and everything, and and then like just kind of incriminates himself along the way. But yeah, he always asks, you know, did you know did was did you ask Barr? in the Justice Department to exonerate you from the, the Ukraine call. And this is uh, what he does. Bill Barr and the DOJ are not denying that you asked him to have a press conference. Well, they're not saying anything. Let me just tell you, I never asked, listen, I never asked him for a press conference. It's fake news by the Washington Post, which is a fake newspaper. It's fake, it's made up. And if I asked Bill Barr to have a press conference, I think he'd do it. But I never asked him to have a press conference. Why should I? You know why I wouldn't do it? Because the phone call was perfect. Just read the transcript of the phone call. Nobody has to have a press conference. I think if I asked him, and we, by the way, we confirmed, I never asked him. I think if I did ask him, I haven't said this yet, and I don't think I will. What? I'm yeah. sure I won't. But if I asked what? him to have a press conference, I think he would. With that being said, what? it's fake news. They wrote a fake story. We told them that before they wrote the story. But today, when you tell the press something, it's meaningless because they write whatever. It's all fiction. Oh and I'll tell you, they don't have sources. You know what they do? They make it up. Not everybody, not John, not everybody, but they make it up. Am I a hero? I really can't say, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get that vibe from that, Rain? Um, look, I want to tell you something. If you ask me a question, I could probably answer you a question, but... I'm telling you, I'm not going to answer that question unless you talk to the other person. And he will give you an answer that won't be true, but 
it will be true because if you talk to me about it, it might make some sense. And um, so what I'm trying to tell you is that everything is true, but it's also all fake news. So please just go ask him the question. We all, uh, yeah, that's the uh, fucking unbelievable, Joe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brilliant wow. though, Rain. We, uh, sorry, you you deserve the you deserve the to ride out on the A train for that one. That, that was good. Yes. Yeah, that was very nice. Uh, all right, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! Please, can you save that? Please save that clip, please. What, of yes, you? Of you? Grade? Yeah, I will. That was SNL grade parody. That was that was top line. That was tip top. Tip top. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes we call that tippy top. So yeah. <laughs> But yeah. uh, no, that was quality. That was quality, Rain. Thank you. So uh, you want me to isolate that for you and send it to you? I'll do it. I, I so. would like you to use that in the future. I will. I will. That that works. That works. So uh, that was at about nine twenty-five. I'm sorry to be. Eastern. I didn't mean to be mark, so arrogant about that. But mark, no, mark that. you should be. I'm marking it right now. Anyway, Joe, uh, give us your thoughts on that. I can't say it better. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I mean, uh, if I asked him, he would have did it, but he didn't. I didn't ask him, so he didn't do it. But he would. But do I it might. I, him. I might, and he will. I, I and I didn't. Him. But <laughs> maybe I'll ask him. Maybe I won't. Because, but if I did ask him, it'd be fake news anyway. Because vaping. I, <laughs> I, I mean, Jesus Christ! Like, like right? he just. Right? What the fuck was that? Ah, uh, that like, was that he, was a. Uh, I was dizzy after that. Actually, it, I was yeah, dizzy. That was uh, again, <laughs> like I said. I mean, it, you know, it reminded me so much of this. Am I a hero? I really can't say, but yes. You know, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it, it was just like a, a one constant contradiction. You know, I mean, God for you know this. It, if Americans don't reject him next year. We will get Kanye West in 2024. I'm really afraid of that. What's a perfect call? What is a perfect? What was perfect about it? Um, that they could hear one another and there were no dropouts. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was. There was no point when Donald Trump went had to go. I can't hear you. Can you, you. hear me what? now? What? Can you hear me I now? I can't hear you. What? Oh what? my God. Um. Yeah. I mean, a perfect call. My God. But anyway, we we have more of the heliprompter uh shit from last week that that I'll play for everybody. But uh, yes, yeah, brilliant. Well done, Rain. You won the segment. That was great. Not that it was a competition, but um, you know, that was that was very pleasant. I like that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> we weren't even running a competition. And you won. I know, I know. It was, uh, you know. How did that happen? That was that was just you, wow, sheer brilliance. So, all right, we're gonna go ahead and run to the break. When we come back, we're gonna listen to. Uh, yeah, we're, we're probably not doing a Mad Lib. My apologies, everybody. Um, but uh, you know, we got a lot more audio because we we screwed. Uh, I screwed the pooch last week on it. So here we go. Uh, break time. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night. Well, one more segment of Turn Up the Night. And we'll see who wins that segment right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. 
Kiss you in the mouth. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. I am Miles Lagant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host, Adam Hebert, will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife, Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, 
Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, Scranton, uh, Steamtown. Uh, welcome back to the program, everybody. And, of course, penis. Don't say penis in this house! I figured somebody was going to complain that it hadn't been said yet, so I wanted to break the penis ice. Don't say penis in this house! <laughs> penis ice, is that like douche chill? Douche chill! Don't say penis in this house! <laughs> no! Douche chill is more of a penis slush. Douche chill. Don't say penis in this house. All right. We got it out of the way, everybody. All right. Welcome back. Uh, Speaking of uh, dingle dangles, uh, back to Trump. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. Trump in his um, uh, (laughs) heliprompter speech last week. He had some. Oh, man. He was. He did a greatest hits. Uh, moment uh, at the helicopter speech. I mean, any it was like greatest hits plus whistleblower stuff, and oh yeah, the whistleblower's uh, attorney should be sued for uh, for uh, what, what 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 did he say? Right. No, no right. treason, treason, <laughs> yeah, treason, treason, treason. The lawyer should be sued for treason because who's going to sue the lawyer? Two scoops of treason in Kellogg's treason brand. Um, mm. so <laughs> Sounds delicious. Uh, yeah. So, uh, th- but but he's got so many of his greatest hits mixed in with this too. Uh, it's 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 seri- it, it might as well be fucking Alec Baldwin at this point. It's <laughs> it's it's just such nonsense. Here you go. This is like the fake dossier. This is like everything else. These are crooked people. They lost an election and they lost it big. It was really a landslide from the Electoral College standpoint. And they lost it big and they still haven't recovered. And they're going to lose again. And what they're trying to do is weaken me, but it's actually made me stronger. And interestingly, if you look at the polls that just came out, my polls are up. The fundraising is through the roof. It's never been this high. We just said fundraising because people are angry about it. And it's made Republicans and people that vote for me, not just Republicans, really angry. They've really become angry because it's a hoax. And I'll tell you, the whistleblower, I call him the fake whistleblower. He gave a fake (laughs) report of my phone call. And when I did it, all of a sudden, when I released that call, all of a sudden, everybody disappeared. The whistleblower disappeared. Whatever happened to the second whistleblower? Why isn't the first whistleblower going to testify anymore? You know why? Because everything he wrote in that report almost was a lie. Because he made a phony phone call. My phone call was perfect. It made it sound bad. That's why I had to release. Now, So the whistleblower is a disgrace to our country. A disgrace. And the whistleblower, because of that, should be revealed. And his lawyer, who said the worst things possible two years ago, he should be sued. And maybe for treason. Maybe for treason. But he should be sued. His lawyer is a disgrace. A disgrace. And then ask him this. Where is the second whistleblower, right? Where is the witness that gave the whistleblower the information? They all disappeared. Because Adam Schiff is a corrupt politician. He's corrupt. Oh. He made up a speech and he put my voice in it. He made up a speech. No. Had nothing to do with what I said. 
Adam Schiff is a corrupt politician that's not giving us due process, not giving us lawyers, and despite all that, we're kicking their ass. Oh, we're kicking their ass. Sorry, I can't stop. I had to. I, I used the buzzer so many times. They're stuck. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell he was saying. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What the hell? Uh, he's an idiot. And uh, again, he was sharting to the oldies there, you know. Uh, you know, we want an election and an electoral landslide. <laughs> uh, well, no, Don't, no, 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 that is, yeah, no, 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 no. wrong. It's wrong what you're saying. I, I find it really funny. So Ken was, was that audio from last week? It was. It was from like Thursday or Thursday or okay. Friday. And the the reason why I ask that is because he is still on the same kick that Adam Schiff made up stuff, and so Adam and he Schiff put my voice in it. <laughs> he put my voice in it. No, no what? He, he's still on that same kick. He put my voice in it. <laughs> The thing is, is that it's the same kick that happened four weeks ago when Adam Schiff said, I'm going to paraphrase what the president did. Yeah. It's been like a month. He's still on this. Oh, it's been, I think it's been over a month. Well, then again, who knows at this point? I can't tell because every nanosecond is a year. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, because like earlier when we played the Napolitano stuff, he was like, this yes. was two weeks ago for Doral in the G7. And I'm like, Joe, two weeks? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that like three months ago? <laughs> yeah. He, no. Trump literally, he's stuck. I mean, he's he's stuck on, he's stuck on. Hooked, oh, God, hooked on the oldies. Back of it. He can't keep, he cannot keep up with things. They lost the election! I don't think Trump knows that, literally. I'm surprised he didn't talk about the crowd size of the inauguration in that clip. (laughs) Or Hillary's emails, you know? Oh, my God. I know. It's it's mind-bending. He can't keep up with it. Yeah, he keeps talking about the fucking perfect phone call. That was the per- six weeks ago. Perfect phone call, great reception, uh, excellent. Now in no long di- impeachment inquiry yeah. hearings tomorrow. No six long distance ago, charges. There were no long distance charges. Uh, <laughs> loudest, um, loudest dancing with the scar- stars. Oh, are we gonna bring up period? Period. Spicy. Spicy. Period. Period. Spicy is moving back to Alexandria. Period. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration. Period. He's moving back home. I just wanted to do that. 
You know what? He should probably dance to that song. Oh, the, yeah. He's like the deer walking up the sliding board, you know. <laughs> she, she's done that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here, here, let me do the mamba. Boom, 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 boom. Can't you see that video with him in just like rose blue? Yeah, just like just like walking laser. across somebody's backyard and then just walks up the sliding board. So did I tell you did I tell you there was a fucking deer standing out on our on our hammock the other day? We we have a freestanding hammock that actually it's like an outdoor bed, but it's a hammock. It, it's got a big thick wooden frame on it and stuff. And I went out into the sun porch uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, Susan, there's a deer standing on the sun, on on the on the hammock. She's like, what? It's laying on the hammock? And I'm like, no, it's standing on the hammock. <laughs> it was just standing there like, what's this? <laughs> Dummy. Um, but anyway, um, but but as for the whistleblower, um, I want to play this clip. Because uh, Barry Weiss, I've never heard of her before. I think she might, she might possibly be with the New York Times or Washington Post. I'm not sure. I've never Barry B A R I Weiss uh, on Fox News with Brett Bear, um, making a very succinct, uh, a timely, quantifi- quantifiable, and oratund comment. It is timely. Quantifiable and oratund. Do you know what that means? No. Yeah, Brett Brett Bear didn't know what to make of this either. Listen to this. Just one last thing about the whistleblower. You know, if an informant calls the NYPD and says there's a house full of cocaine at the end of the block, and the NYPD go NYPD goes there and they find a house full of cocaine, and then we find out that the informant was biased against that homeowner, does it actually matter if the person was biased if the cocaine is there? Sure. Uh, I don't care if this homeowner was a biased Let me just You know, like I. I guess that it just raises questions why Adam Schiff at the beginning wanted to hear from the whistleblower, said he should be called up, and then when the story comes out that he actually and his staff met with him beforehand, suddenly he's not right. relevant at all and shouldn't are, be called. But if there are 10 people who are verifying what this person I understand, said... and we're going to see that play out. No! Oh, Brett Barry, you tried. You tried. Thanks for playing. You get a, a year's supply of turtle legs. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but here's 10 people. But then 10 people come forward. Even though that, that guy who, who said there was cocaine in that house didn't like the people who lived in that house. Well, yeah. sure, sure that matters, Brett Bear says. Sure that matters. Does it? Does it? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I have a criminal on my street who I know has a warrant out for his arrest. Okay. If he is doing something crazy in doing something illegal, I will call the cops and hope that he gets arrested because I have a bias against him because I know he's a fucking criminal. Maybe we should look at your history, young man. <laughs> Well, yeah. middle-aged yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this shit makes no sense. This is this is uh, just it, I mean, it they're is literally alternate the, reality. They're trying to say, uh, <clears throat> okay, bear with me. 
They're sure. trying to say because Adam Schiff sees criminality that he shouldn't really report on the criminality because it'll make him look biased. Why should you go to jail for a crime somebody else noticed? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, so amen to you, Jeff. Adam Schiff amen. is the freaking amen. investigator. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, these people. Well, I, I guess, of course, it's bias. There's always bias on the part of the investigator in a criminal investigation. Because the investigator is trying to uncover a crime. Yeah. We have that a crime. Bias. We know that, that, that there's crime. That makes them bias in the favor of finding out the truth. Yeah. And exposing it. Yeah. That <laughs> makes sense. What well, are you talking? What they want to do? They want, stupid. First of all, they want to focus on the call, mm-hmm. and then they want to focus in specific on the transcript. He admitted of, the call. He admitted his guilt in the call, and then Mulvaney admitted the guilt. But they so want to say two people. It was right? the call. The whistleblower never had firsthand knowledge of the call, and all we're talking about is the call and the transcript of the call. And the transcript and the call were perfect. Well, there it was, was nothing. But, yeah, well, it, it was a perfect call because Trump had the earpiece on his ear and the mouthpiece on his mouth. Or perfect. his penis. What they don't want to discuss in this whole thing is that in the, in the whistleblower complaint, he said this went beyond the phone call. Yes, it did. You're right. Prompted people to come to him, but it went beyond the phone call. And now over 11 witnesses have come forward to tell us that this was a matter of a conspiracy that goes all the way back to March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it only culminated. It culminated that call, but it was a conspiracy that was ongoing with many elements for months. And, and, you know, Joe, the thing, I'm so glad you brought this up. The whistleblower said things that went on beyond the call, beyond yeah, right. the call. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm happy that we're focusing on this call and, and this, you know, this is where we're going with the uh, impeach, impeachment inquiry. But I really do feel like we're going to find out that he did a lot more things. And oh, there absolutely. are a lot more things that are put on that server. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You want it, Rain, to your point, Joe, to all you know, to, to all of your guys' points on this. All right. We what? Are, what does Trump have right now? They have the zombie defense. Yes. You yes. know the ri- risen from the dead John Dean defense. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you know he was too stupid to know what he was doing. And if you think it's stupid now, stupid. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Well, now we have the the airtight, airtight alibi, airtight explanation as to how this was a perfect call and everything. Well, I, I just I I can't say it. I just got to play the jingle for this guy. You should show respect to your audience. This is an abomination. You jerk. This is how damn nuts the place has become. You're a hack. 
Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Now have a donut and shut up, will you? Civil war in the ranks. Thump the Bible? Have I thumped the Bible once? Piece of crap, Republican Party. How pathetic you are. I think you're great. Okay, what's even better about this Mark Levin segment is there's no Mark Levin. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually just Donald Trump at the heliprompter. Uh, Okay, so I guess it probably would be more pleasurable to hear Mark Levin than Donald Trump. I don't know. Flip a coin on this one, folks. Um, But, uh, yeah, Trump says nothing matters about the the Ukraine phone call except Mark Levin's opinion on it. Perfect opinion, perfect call. <laughs> Put the earpiece to my ear. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is uh this is Trump saying, you know, that that's this is all that matters, Mark Levin's opinion. And all that matters is one thing, the transcript. And the transcript is perfect. Mark Levin last night on television Who's a great constitutional lawyer. He broke it down. He said, what Trump said, and he was respectful, he said, President Trump, what President Trump said was perfect on the transcript. What he said on that telephone call with the president of Ukraine was perfect. He said, no other, nothing else matters. And what he said was perfect. And he analyzed it, every line, every paragraph. It was not complex. It was perfect. Nothing else matters. Jesus Christ. Wait. She... Mark Levin is a constitutional lawyer? Mr. Producer? <laughs> Wait. He really said Mark Levin is a constitutional lawyer, is he? Um, he might be, but I uh, I'm going to I'm going to say no. I'm No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Cuz I don't think he is. <laughs> Uh, he, he might be, he might be, but like probably from like, you know, Trump University or something like that, you know. Trump University. Go pricks. Yeah. Uh, no! No! <laughs> no. That's a, that, that is a great, he, he, he does provide epic sound bites. Uh, let, let's see. Let's see. I'm, 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 I'm doing a Google church. Hold on. Let me, let me. Go uh, do a Google church. You're going to turn on the internet. All right, Mark Levin. He's an he is an he is a lawyer. Constitutional. He went to Temple no. University. Doesn't oh, say that. See, constitutional Temple, not a lo- no. Um, he's got a great, boring, hmm. shaggy beard. Doesn't say <laughs> anything here about him being an expert on the Constitution. He's no yeah, Judge Napolitano. He's a constitutional lawyer. Well, uh, w- wait a minute. Basically, every lawyer is a constitutional lawyer because yeah, well, you have to sort of know the Constitution to be a lawyer, right? No. I mean, that would probably come up in law school, I'm guessing. Oh, you know, okay. The Constitution. Well, giving him really a lot of leeway, Joe. Well, it would come up. Right? He's not a in, constitutional. Here's in the thing. three years. Here's in three the, years of law school. In three years of law school. Three somewhere. Years. Three years huh? of law school. In three years of law school. Somewhere. Well, law school's three years, right? So 
somewhere in those three years, somebody has to bring up the Constitution. Okay. <laughs> some some professor. No. Some professor has to say, uh, Constitution. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to take a course in the Constitution. Oh, God, he's not a There's constitutional be- <clears throat> lawyer. <clears throat> anyway, no. Who cares? Who cares yeah. what exactly he is? I just thought that was fucking hilarious. That you know. Okay, here's the thing. Mike Levin you on the what? TV said I'm a. It was I'm a good guy. Um. So and I'm slipping into some kind of weird voice that I don't even know. Uh, I but, knew yeah. a lawyer. His name was Vinny Bada Bing. Oh, and, here's the best uh, part. He, he was took, chief he of took staff. A, he took a course and he took a course. And so uh, Vinny Bada Bing is a constitutional lawyer. He was a chief. Of, he was the chief of staff for Ed Meese. That tells oh, me everything. Jesus. Oh God. Okay. There it is. Uh, Ed Meese, <laughs> chief of staff. God. Everything I learned from law in law, I learned from Ed Meese. Oh my God! No. Yeah. Well, well, uh, well. You know, it, it, this should this should tell you something. Um, here's an article uh, uh, from uh, Forbes back in 2013. Mark Levin makes strong conservative case with weak constitutional arguments. <laughs> oh. That's from Forbes. <laughs> Forbes, you know that Marxist publication, Forbes, founded by Saul oh, Alinsky, yeah. Forbes. Saul Alinsky's, yeah. Saul, Saul Alinsky, Forbes. Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's when he married into yeah, the Forbes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that's all we have time for audio-wise, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. But yeah, that's all that matters, everybody. Nothing else matters except fucking Mark Levin. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Chief America. of staff. Chief of staff to Ed Meese. Ed oh, did you fucking Meese? <laughs> Rain, did you call for this? There you go. Uh, or or I'm maybe with, I'm also with Joe. Ed fucking. Ed, Meese. Yeah, Ed Meese. And Meese. Yeah. Don't mess around with God's America. And, and could I say something here? Sure. Could Let's do something? parting shots. Do part. Say what you want to say and and do your whole parting shot here too. I hate those Meeses to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Very good. All right, Joe. Joe, what's your what's what's your parting shot, sir? Well, my parting shot is uh, everybody. Uh, do what I did tonight. Make seven batches of popcorn before you go to bed because you won't have time after tomorrow. And Probably you're going to want popcorn. I think I need to teach you guys how to record audio. <laughs> Why'd you get quiet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I thought I missed something. It went. I had dead air there. No, I said I need uh, to teach you guys how to record audio. So, because uh, it's going to be uh, so for popcorn fuel. Oh, for the next yeah. Seven yeah. days. Just, uh, what I'm saying. Just put those instructions out in an email, step yeah. by step, and we'll do it. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of audio coming out. I know. That's a- well, you guys just give me the, the earmarks with plenty of time or the, the, the time stamps, and that'll be fine. So, Joe, you and I need. 
Ken has to work tomorrow. So, Joe, you and I, we're in charge. I know. Unfortunately, I'm putting you guys in charge. Off my friend in New York, from oh. New York, tomorrow at, at at eleven o'clock. But I'll be on. I'll be on the case. Okay. I'll I'll, well, I'll also get some audio tomorrow. You guys got to save the clubhouse. So I, I ain't gonna be on. I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna be on it all week. It's not yeah. just tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, I know. Just I the know. beginning. Yeah. Just give tomorrow me those videos with timestamps, and we should be good. So, uh, but anyway, anything else, Joe? Before we uh, wrap things up. No, no. Uh, oh, Tim we'll Cormel shows. Episode, yeah, Tim Cormel show. Episode five thirty four. Speaking wow. of five hundred and thirty four episodes, wow. you were on the five hundredth. You know that. Yes. You were on episode five hundred, but we are on five thirty four. And um, yes, and what did we do with the clown car? I think we did something like. Um, uh, oh yes, yes. Fact canceling earbuds for oh uh, yes, and and um, and fact blocking sunglasses for Lindsey Graham. Oh, perfect. Uh, you know, you actually maybe some fact blocking pearls would be nice as well. Um. So <laughs> well, well yeah. <laughs> there's there is some some sweat stains and oh you got to watch. Also, uh, he's getting carpal tunnel from squeezing I, those pearls. I, you know that? Fa- poor thing. Poor thing. I read that. I read that in uh, QAnon. I went oh. on QAnon. Well, yeah. One of the one of the the, the rumors is carpal tunnel from squeezing the pearls. Yeah, I, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah, and you know he probably misses going through that carpool tunnel with uh, John McCain too. When they carpooled, when they carpooled through that tunnel. Anyway, Probably. sorry, that was a reach. Sorry, everybody. Oh, well, that's okay. Uh, We're all reaching tonight. <laughs> and uh, and you know what? Another idea for the clown car too. You could have a Trump a, a MAGA fake resume builder program that you could, uh, you know, uh, work on. Oh, you just give me so many good ideas. Well, <laughs> hey, if they work, run with it. So, if not, <laughs> so uh, you know, with you know, get some Photoshop skills going in there. You know, that's all you right there. Uh, <laughs> put your face on with your favorite magazine cover, what have you. I mean, but I, I actually usually write my clown car on Wednesday, but I think I might wait till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to. <laughs> There might be multiple subjects to grab from. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you could do you could do like a mini clown car. Uh, you know, like multiple, like uh, the well, you know, the the compact car. You yeah, know, all right. You, know, you could. I, park I, I in the... thought of, of doing something like, uh, like uh, they do on SNL. You know, uh, news update. Sure. Yeah, several, several uh, different. Several different stories throughout the, yeah. throughout the week, or or Maybe experiment with that sometimes. Sure, pitch pitch multiple products, you know. Yes. Uh, so yes. uh, by Donco. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> rain. That's your, your copyright. I yeah. only use that if you give me give me a, a copyright permission. Oh, absolutely! I'll put it in writing. Don't you worry. Take it. Run with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that we need to expand the line. So. Um, okay. But uh, Rain, all right, what's your parting shot, my sister? 
my parting shot is that, you know, last Tuesday we talked about voting. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that everybody keeps voting no matter what, because every single tiny little vote that you do is a little tiny vote for impeachment. And yes. um, starting tomorrow, we're going to see all those votes kind of doing a little swell. Mm-hmm. Because everybody voted blue last year, this year. Yes. So my parting shot is just keep voting blue. Because we're going to get this motherfucker out of office. <clears throat> it's happening. by impeachment or, or getting him out of office. But just vote blue no matter who. And then the other, the other kind of parting shot I have is um, punch Nikki Haley in her ankles. Oh, ankles. Her An ankles. Ankle her ankles. Is, you don't have to punch uh, her la- in the face. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time that we've endorsed ankle punching on Turn Up the Night in our uh, 11 years of existence. Punch her in the ankles because okay. she is she is trying to set herself up to run for president after Trump is out of office. Yeah. So... I've heard I theories that say, they want to put her on her. the VP ticket and replace Pence. I, I've heard uh, yeah, Steve, Steve Schmidt said happen. that. So we'll see. That could happen, or she could be just running for office next time around. So just yeah. take her out in the ankles. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did you want me to punch somebody in the ankles? Because I'm down here right now. Oh, could... is that is that little Jeff? It he sneaked back in. I'm sorry. He he's yeah. been emboldened. Well, he's been emboldened. Isn't, of he, isn't he back in? Uh, where does he come from? Uh, Alabama. He's Louisiana. running against the little pedophile. Hey Jeff, how do you feel about running against the pedophile? Well, I guess I I, I do it for the kids. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about, Jeff. What are you yeah, What are you yeah. even going? What's this about punching ankles? I really want to get back to that. All right, Jeff. We don't have time right now, buddy. We gotta go. We gotta go. All right. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Like... Yeah. Good. Goodbye, Jeff. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye, darling. Yeah. Bye, you so and so. Uh, yeah, so, all right, Jeff's out, uh, but yeah, everybody have a great week. Uh, but yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's. Ha- I know. People are Do voting blue. Like that, Ron Paul. Like, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like pe- it's Christmas Eve. People people have been voting blue. Trump has not been doing something. You'll get so tired of winning. No. We're just losing all the fucking time with you, you piece of garbage. Tired. Vote blue is really yeah. important to me. Yeah. Vote blue no matter who. Uh, and yeah, uh, take care of one another. Be kind to one another. If somebody hasn't said something nice to you, say something nice to somebody else. Because guess what? Right. They'll say something nice back to you. All right, so don't necessarily punch Nikki Haley in the ankles. Wait a minute, I was looking forward to that. All right, okay, Jeff, Jeff, get out of here. She's she's a lady of color. I don't mind. Jeff, you really? are a racist little asshole. Jeff. Jeff, what did I say? Go away, <laughs> go away now. All right, we got to wrap up the show. We'll see everybody on Friday. Good night, everybody. Love ya. Night. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Woo! My God. Okay.
What's happening? Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody calm down! The best has three pillars.